gentlemen, boys and girls, what is going on, everybody? We live. We official. You are on the sideline, guys, with the sideline, guys. And, of course, you already know your boy. It's your favorite neighborhood host slash mediator, your boy, Dwayne. And I'm joined by my amazing co-hosts, minus one, who might be joining us kind of sort of he's having a little bit of fun out there in key west right now but you know he might just pop up on us so don't be surprised if you see him as well but in the meantime we got most of the crew in the building right about now starting with the man right there at the very very bottom left corner you know what i'm saying i gotta introduce him first because well it's a very 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 special special wonderful day wonderful week Wonderful episode, as a matter of fact. So I'm going to introduce my boy. You already know. Um, you know, my man is a uh, neighborhood, as you know, faithful New Yorker, at heart, native New Yorker, all the way to the T. He is a fan of your resident New York Knickerbockers. He is the fan of those also-loving New York Yankees. Yes, and of sir. course, I cannot forget, he is your neighborhood New Yorker who is true fans of the one and only true New York team. Those uh, <coughs> Buffalo Bills, you know, we got to stiff arm a little bit one time, you know, on the uh, sideline, you know, real quick. But uh, nonetheless, uh, this this man is that's my brother from another. Knows I love him very much. Just had to rub it in just a little, little, little bit. But we'll get into it later. You know what I'm saying? My man, Jonathan Toronto. What's happening, sir? What's up, man? What's up? I'm having a bad. I'm having a bad week. My Yankees lost in the playoffs. Mm. Uh, you know, my, my Knicks are talking about picking up Westbrook and, and Chris Paul, and you guys whooped our ass. I'm just. I'm, it's been a bad week, man. I, I, I feel like an Eagles fan right now. I just. I'm glad. Speaking of Eagles fans. Well, let's go ahead and go into my next guest right here. You know, the co-host, not guest. You already know. Uh, he's actually one of the newest members of the sideline, guys. I don't know if we told y'all last week that he actually just joined the team. So you guys are going to be seeing him a lot more, a lot, lot more. He's actually a faithful. He's faithfully really here every week, you know, for the most part. This man actually is our neighborhood resident rookie. But this man has the mind of a vet. This is, of course, your residence. Philadelphia Eagles fan, co-host, and co-fan, you know, as we're going to go introduce my other co-host over here, but he is also a resident Celtic as well, as you know, so this man is green all the way, as you know, of course, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the building, Sammy, what's happening, sir? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh feel like a new man, got a new cut, uh, trying to w- wipe away all the bad feelings of being an Eagles fan and you know, so not not to not feeling great uh I'm at the point where I kind of want them to lose so I don't want them to make the playoffs so. trying to trying to tank right we'll now we'll, we'll I just I know they're not gonna beat anyone in the playoffs <laughs> so bad We'll, so, we'll get into yeah. that. We, we're definitely going to talk about that. And I feel you on the fresh cut, brother. I see you, man. Likewise, over here, fresh up out the chest. I feel you, man. Hey, feels good to have that new man feel. But of course, last but not least, you know I got to introduce him. He is the hardest working man in all of showbiz. You already know. He is also your eagle flying. Uh-huh, that's right. Eagle flying. Anti-cowboy loving. Celtic pride wearing. The man, the one, the only, Mr. Derek. Myers, what's up, sir? What's good? What's good? What's good with y'all? How y'all doing? 
Great, man. Sir, I take it you're sharing the same pain Listen, as my man. man. I'm going to tell you what. I, I don't even know what I want for this team anymore I, because I want so much more than what I'm seeing them want for themselves. It's really mm-hmm. pathetic at this point. It's really, you know what? I want them to rip down that Kobe Bryant mural in that locker room right now. They don't deserve to have a mural, a mural of, of, of a champion in that locker room right now. It, it does not make sense. I don't know where they're going because they they're like negative twenty seven in cap next year. So it's, it's just, horrible. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you mentioned champion because that's pretty much a great segue into our first resident topic. So hey, I had to throw the alley oop, bro. He had to throw the alley oop, and this is perfect. So as we know, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we would like to say congratulations to those Los Angeles Lakers who, uh, by the way, Sammy and Derek, it's official. You guys are no longer the number one franchise and champions just because you are now tied with your rival in the Los Angeles Lakers. Does that really, how does that feel on top of the Eagles? Is that, so, how do y'all sit with that right now? I, I don't really care. I'm actually happy that the Lakers won for Kobe. You know, uh, I, I think that, you know, they they should have won. Um, also, just saying it took them like 30-something tries to get there. Celtics have been there 21 tries. So, I mean, they were way more efficient um, in that. But, yeah, no, I'm not really bothered by it. I, I'm more so happy that they won for Kobe. So. Yeah, me too. Um, happy they won for Kobe. I mean, even if we're there with a tie with us, I mean, if you want to count those other championships, that's cool. Uh, but if 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 we're tied for one, we're nine and three against them in the finals. So we're still the best. I don't care. I'm glad Dwight Howard got his ring. I'm yes. I'm especially glad he got his ring and and also Avery Bradley, you know, former Celtic. And Rondo. And Rondo, former Celtic. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all they they will be Celtics all you know for the rest of their lives. So it is what it is. But well, hold on. Now, I know sure? where you're about to go. I know you're about to go. Are you sure leave, leave in the Rondo situation? This doesn't. It's feel... not the same thing. It's not the same thing I as mean... Ray Allen. No, because Ray Allen left no. us to go directly to LeBron, who was also a rival at the time. He left to go straight to him. Rondo, he went around the league for a little bit. Man, listen, I'll tell. You, I'll go as far as saying this: uh, Ray Allen's move to Miami. It was damn near KD to the Warriors at the time. Like it's it's the pre oh, before KD went there. In terms of an of an official in terms of the rivalry and stuff, yeah. right? Like yeah, yeah. That, yeah. You know, the, the Thunder's rival was everybody's rival was the Warriors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so any star that went there in the West was just and I would you know? say Celtics fans overall dislike my the Miami Heat more. I think they're more of their rival now, especially because of what Ray Allen did. That's yeah. how I feel, at least. Yeah. No, I mean, I this mean, just hasn't been much history, like, going at each other in a while. Um, it was, it was just... mainly because LeBron was on the team, too. Like, we've had years yeah. of kicking uh, LeBron down in the playoffs, you know, multiple times. So say, yeah, that's that, that kind of feels they, more LeBron rival. You don't blame you don't you don't blame LeBron for that, though. Shit. If I if I'm getting my ass, well, what am I doing? I'm calling my boys. That's what he did. Don't call my boys. I'm getting D Wade. I'm getting Bosch. It is what it is, you know? I, it look. Is. If I keep getting jumped, what am I going to do? 
I'm gonna give some backup. You feel me? <laughs> hey, uh, I, I personally don't have I, like I I understand it. I'm not gonna say that it's a problem, but when you come into the league donned as the chosen one, wearing number 23, I, like the expectations are a little bit different than if it was just someone else. But I mean, it is what it is. He got his championship. I'm glad. is 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 good to see. You know, he got another one. Um, in in LA, go ahead. You know, yeah, they're tied with us, but it is what it is. I mean, I I personally, I personally want to see the battle for eighteen. I like, I want to see that. So if we're gonna, we're gonna Listen, do that, cool. I tweeted, I tweeted that you, I think that night. Uh, when yeah, they, when, when they I'm won ready it. for it. Like them, them battling. So there's two things that. So the NBA is in a, at a point now. Well, let me first say, congrats to Bron. For sure. Um, I I don't I don't care what anybody says about calling it an asterisk ring. That's not true. That was John. You were right. saying that. Hey, the yo, only Sam, ones on the show. That Sammy and I that. were right. Only ones on the show uh, <laughs> that, that called for the Lakers. I mean, I was a little excessive instead of sweet, but um, <laughs> listen, I'll give kudos to Jimmy. I said All five right. or let six. Me, let me first say that Jimmy did ball out and and did not make the sweep happen. I'll give him that. But stop calling Jimmy a superstar, man. Listen. <laughs> Superstars do it every game, right? Like even when LeBron lost, he still produced at a high level over and over and over again. That's why I don't have him that level. So you don't but think Jimmy's a superstar because he couldn't get the, the I don't think the he's finals? a superstar. I think he's like I don't a think he's a superstar because star. there's too many times during the regular season and the playoffs in the past, obviously when he was with the Bulls and, and uh even pushed Minnesota to the play uh to the to the playoffs. He will have like either a game or two of dominance and then a game out of nowhere, just eight points. For sure. So, I, well, superstars I'm not to me are more than just giving you random 40 point games. They're giving you consistent 25 to 30, no matter what. And then the 40, 50 mm-hmm. or finding other ways to dominate on the court. He didn't, he doesn't <clears> do that every game because he doesn't have that endurance, that athleticism to do it. So it's no so way. much more comes into it. You know what I mean? I have to step in as a resident bull to tell you guys, Jimmy Butler is a category of his own. He is not star. He's not superstar. This man is underdog to a T. Look at the man's credentials from the time of being someone that got kicked out of his own house at an age that you probably shouldn't get kicked out of a house. Nonetheless, from that to faxing your literal college letter from a McDonald's, your acceptance letter to making your way all the way to the NBA draft and working your way up from, I remember seeing this man get drafted by us. And I remember seeing this man and saying, there's something about this guy. I don't know what it is, but he's going to shine for some kind of reason. I felt it. If you'd have told me this man was going to go and take a Timberwolves team to elevate them from the playoffs, coming back from an injury, at that point, and literally battling it out, getting them to the playoffs, regardless of the turnout, just the fact that he was able to make an impact like that. Then this man goes to Philly, has Philly in contention. We see what Philly has done since the man's been gone. And that front office needs to be replaced. They need to be replaced because the fact that you get rid of someone like Jimmy Butler, who worked extremely well with Joel Embiid, extremely mm-hmm. well and they also had shooters on that team as well 
Mm-hmm. That that front office honestly needs to go. Yeah, they should have won the chip that year. That year was their, was their so, year. It was their year. It was their year. And and it just it just goes to show. And then I mean we see him uh what what where did everybody go? Okay, there we go. Uh sorry, I disappeared off my screen. Okay. Uh <laughs> Jimmy Butler, then I mean again in a moment like Miami, just the fact that everybody and their mama thought they scratched their heads at that move. Like you you thought, okay. LA, either LA, Clippers, Lakers, those were the automatic two. Like, okay, which one will he go join? Uh, you know, and then I think you had a couple of other contenders in there, maybe a Houston. I remember people thought he would end up in Houston with James Harden and that core. And next thing you know, he's in Miami. And everybody's like, Miami, who's out there? You know, and you're like, hey, so don't get don't get me wrong. Like I so when I say Jimmy's not a superstar, it's not a slight. Like everybody that plays well in a season or a playoff doesn't just need to be called a superstar. You can still be a great sure. player and dominate on the teams you're on, right? Like if Jimmy had ended up on the Lakers, would any team in the league ha- had a chance? No. I mean, Jimmy uh, is AD that, still on this team as well? With AD, I'm saying the squad oh, they have no. now. Yeah, but they, they wouldn't have anyone else. Yeah, that was that would. But well, they most wouldn't of the guys have. That picked up were all were all minimum contracts like yeah, most well, of they, well they most wouldn't i don't think they could make it happen because danny green was making like 16 a year well yeah. green so wouldn't I, go i don't yeah i don't green, think he green would have been signed i think if he because i think and that that's i, think I thought he signed. came in a trade did he not no no he, he was a free signed. agent with Kawhi. Yeah, yeah he was a free agent with Kawhi. because yeah. actually he was they thought that Green was going to go pair with Kawhi because, you know, they have such a friendship and chemistry. They thought mm-hmm. he was automatically going to end up there, and that wasn't the case. And he ends up in L.A. Smarter yeah. decision on his part, I guess. Well, obviously oh, not no. at this point. <laughs> he is a back-to-back <laughs> champion, technically, people. Hey, man. Let that sink Listen, in. People, you know, people were uh, like to say things about him, but he, he did his role. He did and his he role. has one more championship than Kawhi now. Also let that sink in, people. Just hey, see, I, what I don't get, though, why he got so much backlash. Like, yeah, he missed a few shots. I mean, who doesn't in their career? Um, you have to also understand, most of the time he's out there trying to guard, like, he's running around, like, wasting a lot of energy trying to run after, like, Duncan Robinson and all them guys because he's probably their best perimeter defender. Um and there, that game was what, like a one possession game? Well, why wasn't any, like, that means you, you're nitpicking at things. Well, why didn't anyone say anything when Ronda, who's a really great, you know, rebounding point guard, he gets out hustled by Kendrick Nunn on a basket or on an offensive rebound. Nunn gets it, they score. So, I mean, look at it, that. That's another possession. I mean, I think that one particular game, Miami just wanted it more than LA. Um, well, you remember, I wouldn't hold it against Danny Green. But you remember the L.A. fans did the same thing against uh, Steve Blake. I think that was the OKC series. I forget what year that was. But he got death threats. I think his wife got death threats as well. Same same exact thing. Um, I think that's stupid. But it's L.A., really. guys. It's yeah, LA. but that's the thing. I don't under, That's what I don't understand. I it, think- it's not like it's a, a – a, there's, there's no excuse for it. <clears throat> Excuse me, but this is not like a franchise where the fans have have only had like one t- title in like forty years. You see what I'm saying? Like it, it's True. not oh, that. At level. that point, at that point, they're just spoiled. A lot of fans, but 
Yeah. You're talking about a, a so far view between compared to the majority. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. think real fans were, were hitting up uh, Danny so. Green Steve Blake. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think there's so people that, that, weird. that came at your old, like, you know, I'm sure that messaged the Celtics players and said some shit. Like, those aren't the real Celtics fans. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't pay any weight to that at all. But, um, well, you know, hey, I, I would take Danny Green on the Celtics. I would. <clears throat> well, as the, uh, you know, the great Drake said, Twitter fingers turn to Twitter fingers. You know, Twitter fingers turn to Twitter fingers. You know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. So it is, it's ironic, really, because that's a shooter in his own right. So uh, how about that bang, Danny Green? Hey, the championship. I'm here all will. I'm, Look, I'm here like, all like like Derek and uh, Sammy said, I'm, I'm you know I'm happy for I'm happy for Dwight. He had a huge yes. redemption story. Um, Hall of Famer for Ray, sure. Ray no. John, Ray John to me, uh, I I can't lie. Like I before you know during the regular season, I was like, could playoff Rondo really come back? Like he. He didn't play well, and it's a real thing. Like I, I, I literally think it's mystical at this point. Like the man just turns turns it up, and a lot of it's yeah. this, right? You know, for Ferrando, it's a lot of this. Man. Yeah, you know, he, he's I, I knew, that guy. I knew him going to LA was going to be um, very intriguing from the standpoint of his basketball IQ matched with LeBron's basketball IQ. I knew it was going to be a very uh, <clears throat> magical thing to watch um but rondo rondo is a very special player and i yeah. think he's i think he gets um the short end of the stick a lot and i don't understand why it's, it's not like you know he's out here saying a lot of stuff like say for example like what patrick beverly did you see what i'm saying he's not out here taunting other guys or whatever he's just doing his thing and it's, it's- I'm happy for him. I'm genuinely happy for him. It's like it's like for Rondo, he, he's almost too smart. Like he really is. So oh, without he'll be a coach one day for sure. Like Bronze is equal, I would say, in IQ wise, right? Mm-hmm. Basketball IQ and, and maybe in general IQ. Yeah. Um, but I think those are the two highest IQ, basketball IQ players in the league. <laughs> so anywhere Rondo was before that, he mm-hmm. had a better IQ than most of his coaches. They weren't yeah. going for it because they're like, I'm the coach. <laughs> He's like, Well, I'm smarter than you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, what, what is Ronald supposed to do? Like, bro, that's just really the guy he is. And I, he's that's definitely still seeing, to be a coach. That's why I love seeing Rondo with Brad Stevens. I mean, he was there for a short period of time with Brad, but well, they butt heads good. though. It was still good to see. <laughs> oh no, no, it's two it, great minds to see. It was, yeah, yeah, it was still good just, to uh, see. More so the chemistry wasn't there. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it was also a rebuilding team, too, so I don't know. That, and I personally, Rondo, as much as I love him, he's probably my favorite point guard of all time. Um, He's not the type of guard that really thrives under Stevens. Stevens typically does well with, like, scoring guards. Right, right. So, makes sense. Just wasn't a fit. Yeah. But, uh... You know, I'm 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 glad the season's over. Uh, I'm ready. Like, I don't. What do you guys think is gonna like be the next step? Year. Are we are we waiting? Well, <clears throat> are we waiting till January? I mean, what do you guys like? What's, I what's think that's what's gonna happen. I think the season, from what I've heard from my friends and people I know around the league that work for teams, it sounds like it's gonna start um, sometime after Christmas. 
Okay. Which is which great. Shorter of a weight. Yeah. Shorter of a weight. I love yeah. that. I love that. I'm a big fan of of the during the summer basketball. I love that. So, summer so league. Let me say this. Do you think do you think this is intent to still get eighty two games in or are they gonna shorten it to where, almost like a lockout season? Where they start I think season. personally there should be less games to begin with. I think there should be fifty eight games because then you won't see as much people doing load management and games mean a lot more than you know fans who decide i mean i'll never forget the that picture of a fan who drove like four or five hours to see lebron and then he didn't end up playing yeah i mean a lot of spurs teams back in the day i I think there would be a lot less of that i think there should be 58 games you know and not just i would say even for quality on the court too because you hear a lot of like the biggest arguments for everybody that not just LeBron, just anybody that played in this bubble. Oh, they had three months to rest, blah, blah, blah. I'd rather see fully healthy, fully rested ballers than guys that are struggling mm-hmm. to get things going. Right. Like for me, I want to see the best. I thought the bubble brought out the best in everyone. Like sure, we all know TJ Warren looked like uh, man, <laughs> a whole nother world of a player. Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but I feel like he always had that in him. Maybe the pressure of the NBA environment, you know, didn't let that come up. Now he, we saw it, and now maybe he, that's what he does from now on, right? So, like, I, I would rather have everybody at the top of their game and make it more competitive. Are you guys um, – because most likely what will happen is that we will have those bubbles uh, for the next season um, without fans. Are, are you comfortable with having another season like um, that? I think there – I have – I can see a situation where – they're going to have like try to do fans um, in the stands. I uh, maybe limited limited capacity. I think it all depends on when the season starts. Because who knows if there's a vi- or like a vaccine coming out? So I don't know. Yeah, there's what so many factors that come into it. Well, it could be honestly, bro. That's optimistic. I think. I mean, some people were even saying this the end of this year that we would get the vaccine. It's a novel virus for a reason. We don't know anything about it. It's mutating. It's changing. We don't know. Yeah, so, yeah. I think the best thing is to mandate masks, add on sanitation, clean all the facilities over and over and over again throughout the day. If you do have fans in that facility, but I think not necessarily a bubble where all teams are there again but maybe zoning bubbles, right? So like a Northeast bubble, a Southeast bubble, uh, a Northwest bubble, uh, you know, and, and so on and so forth, a Southwest bubble. And maybe at that point, maybe they get rid of the normal standings. Maybe the best eight teams in, or 16 teams make the playoffs. Yeah, you think we're going to see that next year? Why not? This is the perfect time to test it, right? So if you do... The bubble was a perfect time to test it. Well, they couldn't have. Well, they kind of did that in a way with, with bringing, you know, extra teams for the play. It was technically, even though they were fighting for the playoffs, all of them were technically in the playoffs at that point. Like, for sure, for sure. We all knew that who was going to make it, basically. You know what I mean? Um, but I think if you do that, that four zone kind of thing, you're eliminating all the division games that used to exist anyway. You might as well just try out the 16 total. Like, I'd rather see the 16 best teams. <laughs> Me too. But you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to tell you what, I'm. I'm I'm a fan of of the thought of those division games having specific weight, like division games and also like a series. 
I, w- I want to see something involved with those things for the, for the, for the playoffs as well. Like there's gotta be something or, or even if it's not playoffs, maybe it's something else, but like, cause I know they had that in season tournament idea. I'm not, did they, they didn't even do that this year. Did they? They will be playing. No. They plan to do it eventually. Yeah. But I do really like the idea of the playing game. I, th- I, I think that's one really good positive that came out of this. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, really maybe, like maybe that you can idea. incorporate something like that with the with the division games or something like that. But I so like I'm, I like the okay. idea of, of having weight with the division games, even if you're going to shorten the season, because it just means that they're just there's something. I mean, so maybe maybe with a shortened season they can they can not even go bubble, right? I mean, so I think we need if if they decide to not do bubbles, there needs to be a combination of every protocol the NBA followed along with how the NFL operated when they operated correctly. So Dwayne, not the Titans, cause they obviously fucked up, but uh, so <laughs> they did, they, they messed up when it came to the protocols, you know, they did, bro. Yeah. You don't get a, a 40 person outbreak without breaking some protocols. And there were some players anonymously that said, yeah, maybe some of the rules are being broken or nobody really cared about them. So, I mean, if players are saying it, then it, it, ain't, it ain't a lie. Either way, I you know what I thank y'all because you guys were essentially the Marlins of baseball. You guys were. How, what happens when an outbreak occurs? How can we stop it in the future? And how what do we do to fix it? So now we're the NFL should be set going forward. So and you know I'm sad you know nobody really got sick or, or hurt obviously, but I'm saying you guys were actually an example of how to deal with a a pandemic. <laughs> so. But I don't know. I think they can make maybe do a mix of NBA, NFL, and figure out a way that we just open up, open up the stands, open up the all the facilities again, as long as they're safe and they require and mandate certain things. So I see, and I mean Parker could probably speak to it more than anybody if he was here. But uh, in college football, they're loading the stands up and don't care about. Oh my gosh! Let me tell you, I saw that Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma, Texas game. I mean, there were. So many fans there. No, no one was wearing masks. I mean, it was ridiculous. Right. So, yeah. the NBA will never allow that. I, I feel like Adam Silver, Silver, no matter what facility it is, would show up to that stadium and slap the shit out of someone who wasn't wearing a mask. Like Adam For Silver's sure. not playing games, bro. He, Adam He's Silver's definitely the best commissioner in all of sports. Oh, in my you guys heard yeah. the rumors that the NFL's trying to uh, whomp him, right? They're trying to, they're trying to take him. Uh, to replace Goodell. Uh, Yeah, I don't want to see that. I I don't want to see that because I want the NBA to keep going. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I I'm more of a fan of of the bubbles for next season. I mean whether you only do it for one more season and then you know we get back to normalcy after that, that's cool. But I would prefer maybe you do half a season. Yeah, I, I I would prefer to do the the four bubbles and you you do half a season from January until July and then off season. And then we jump back into it in October. So let me ask you this. How about, so still do the four bubbles, right? Mm -hmm. But you're not only going to play the team in your bubble or the teams in your bubble. So as long as they, as long as they, they, they keep that facility pretty much closed out to anybody aside from NBA players Mm -hmm. and staff and so on and so forth. You know, let's say Lakers are in the Northwest bubble and the Celtics are in the Northeast bubble, right? Which is most likely what would happen. Mm-hmm. 
Lakers can go play the Celtics in the Northeast bubble during the regular season. But since it's so enclosed. So where are these bubbles? Are they so, all I mean, that's, in Florida this, still? This all would be hypothetical, but I'm assuming they would pick one stadium. But, uh, I mean, I, I can't even. Most likely New York for Northeast because New York's been the most strict with COVID uh, in terms of yes. like uh, state, state mandates and things like that. Yes. Uh, Southwest, uh, I don't think anybody in Southwest is following protocol. Well, go, <laughs> might as well just go back to uh, Orlando. You might as well. Oh, there you So here's the thing, though. If you do. If you do that, the whole thing with your hypoth and this I'm only playing devil's advocate here. Oh no, no um, the whole thing was if you leave the bubble, if they even step outside of it, they have to quarantine for like a few days. So now you're talking about players not being able to practice or anything for a few days so, once so they that was their particular part of my bubble. thinking. I think Derek, you're kind of on the same boat. So let's say um Laker uh, I'm gonna give a few teams. Lakers uh, Blazers and Grizzlies are in the Northwest, and they have to play some teams in the East and the Southeast. They would all play each other for about two weeks in that bubble. So you, you there would be that time frame for them to do the couple day quarantine, and then for those two weeks they're staying in Orlando to play those teams in that bubble. It's all about scheduling because if you if you saw so schedule, just... it had to be a very intricate scheduling. Yeah. Uh, every I mean I feel like the people be working double overtime in, in the front offices probably, mm -hmm. but it'd be an idea that you would enter the bubble, enter quarantine for however long they you know the recommended, uh, I guess health guidelines, and then whoever you're visiting, whoever's in that bubble you're visiting, you play, as you would normally in a schedule. Why that, not that's just why, that's have? Why not just have all 30 teams in one bubble and then just get a bigger campus so you just you have more courts to play on? Well, that's that's just a matter of can they do that? Yeah, because you know you, where they could do that, honestly, but the, you know, there's been some uh, well, you there are more issues. Uh, they could, could they could just they could just play on um For real? those practice courts that they had. I mean, I'm sure they could do it. Yeah, I well, think see, be fine. Well, but my, my thing want is, some... but but my my thing is like you you have you have all these um, teams that came to this bubble. That was what 22 teams, right? Yes. yes. So you're only talking about fitting eight more teams. Eight it's more teams. Really yeah. It's not it's not that much, but I think if you if you split them up in fours, like like in, in like four groups, just Based on schedule and just you play yeah, these. What's tough? What's tough? I see what you guys are saying. What's tough for me? But you're gonna prolong the season then. It's but just gonna be really long. Really long. And the thing is, for me, to not make it long, you're gonna have to have games at 10 a.m., 12 p.m., one, and people would watch. They don't care. Oh, yeah, for well, sure. I'm not sure about that though, because I mean, during the COVID crisis, people were home. They're you know not working, or just remote working, or whatever people are starting to go back to work. <laughs> so it's right. almost like a matter of well, they can't, right? Well, Adam, so, Adam, Adam Silver said that the goal is to do 82 games next year. He did say that. So if the goal is to do 82 games and you're starting in January, that season's probably going to end around September. Now. Yeah, September, now, October. Whatever so, yeah. So Same if, idea. If, they're, if, they're, if their goal is to do that, 82 games and full playoffs – I think it could possibly work where you we have groups of teams in specific bubbles 
and then like maybe like two team two uh, four teams switch out at a specific time and 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 you just go ahead and you have well so those breaks is it so let let's going off your idea let's just say it does happen um in january it starts in january the vaccine is supposed to come out in the spring right yeah that's supposed to so <laughs> let if that does happen then maybe once it does come out you send the players home for like a few weeks they get the vaccines then you start having the season like fans coming out the games like halfway through i don't okay so you're, just, my thing. you're running it I don't know if it's if it's safe to do a mass gathering after the vaccine because okay. we don't know what the vaccine is going to do. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you told. guys right now. We don't I, know. I have a I have a buddy who's military. Mm-hmm. Any vaccine that is confirmed to work, the military is getting it first. They have. So to. you guys need to understand. Yeah. That I'm sure you do for the most part, but in general, we we. This can be argued whether it's good or bad. We op- our country operates based off the military. For sure, they will get every single vaccine or health luxury ever. They're the most healthy people in the world. They get triple the amount of vaccines any normal human being gets, so they'll get it right. For sure, and, and and they would never give them something that would hurt them. So once I know they're cleared from it, I'm good with taking that shit because oh, they ain't gonna kill the whole military. I'm never. <laughs> well, I mean, look. Uh, look, I don't even see the flu vaccine. I'm talking years Wait. down the road when they go for all the time, right? Like I'm going to need right. like multiple different strains. This isn't a medical debate thing, but you know, either right, way. Fellas. Yeah. But right, fellas, listen, listen, listen. We could go all day, but we actually got to transition. Uh, so real quick, as we've been talking about the NBA, as we know, there's still a draft that was looming. Uh, that is definitely meant. And so in between all of this, we still also have to get a draft done so that these teams can go ahead and get their new rookie protocols and all that good stuff. So, uh, fellas, uh, we know that we all have respective teams. Really quickly, just kind of address the strengths and weaknesses of what you think your respective teams need in this upcoming draft. So, you uh, you know me with the Knicks. Here we go. So, we had a draft lottery, and then, and I'm like, yeah, we suck. We're about to get the first pick. Nope. We got the eighth <laughs> pick. So, um, I'm at the point now where I'm hoping and praying that LaMelo drops. So, not drops because he's not good enough, good enough obviously. I think he's going to try to force himself to the Knicks, LaMelo Ball. I hope so. Yeah, that ain't we, happening, but he's going to go, need, like, top three. Yeah, I, I don't want that. <laughs> I hope, listen, if there's ever a time I need LeVar to open his goddamn mouth, hey, it's right now. <laughs> it's right now, and if you say, my son ain't playing for any of you bitch-ass organizations, he wants to go to the Knicks, <laughs> I need that. LeVar, wherever you are, pray to BBB. Where are you? Get your son to the goddamn Knicks. We need him. Uh, but no, I think we we need a point guard. So for me, I think we need a point guard, whether it's through, I, I would be okay with Chris Paul only because the way his contract works up, we'd be cap free anyway around the end of his contract. Yeah. Uh, meaning we'd have a lot of cap space. So it kind of would work out. He'd he be only have there. one year left. He's only one yeah. year. And I think so. the he's got two. He's got two, year, right? No. Not, oh, is it two? I'm pretty Chris sure Paul, Chris one. Paul has a one and then a player option. And there's no way he won't opt out of that because it's $40 million. Yeah, but if he goes to the Knicks, he might. 
listen, 40 mil is 40 mil because if you opt out of it, you're not going to get that 40 mil again. So, um, I mean, we'll see. I, I mean, if he wants to opt out early, I'm, I'm good with that. That's fine. I'll take the one year. But So, Chris uh, Paul is your, I, is your dream uh, free agent? So, LaMelo is, LaMelo is my dream pickup, right? So, for point guard, we, we, need, we need to draft one regardless. I think Chris Paul can be to that point guard, whoever that is, what he was to SGA oh, yeah. and OKC. Yeah, you know, mentor, getting him ready to take over the spot, kind of scenario. Uh, so I'd be okay with Chris Paul for sure. Uh, apparently, Melo would come back to the Knicks if Chris Paul goes there. Um, I can see that. Melo seems to have changed, but you got so you didn't follow the Knicks as much. There was a uh, a lot of we we know Melo more than anyone, and it, it it seems like he changed. I'm gonna put it that way. <laughs> so we'll see. I, I love the man. I, I you know everything did for the Knicks, but we'll see if he actually did. Uh, aside from that, man, we just got to develop our young guys. Hopefully, Thibodeau can do it. Thibodeau's usually, you know, uh, not really a development coach. Uh, hopefully, he brought in a great staff, though. Uh, the guy, assistant coach from uh, from Kentucky. Um, no, it doesn't mean we're going to get Kentucky players to come to us. AD's not coming. So all these all these fake Nick, crazy Knicks fans thinks we're going every year we're going to get a superstar. It ain't happening. Yeah, we're not getting AD. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. I, He's building the coaching staff of, of developmental coaches. They're going to get the young guys ready. Mitchell Robinson, RJ Barrett. Uh, we do need some mentors I like in there. Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, he's he's man. I, I swear, I, the Celtics would love him. Listen, that uh, boy, man. I would love Mitchell Robinson. He he's a twenty rebound a game player, easy right now. Before, but he, he never does that well against Boston, though. He doesn't play he minutes, never does so he never well. never played much minutes. That's a problem. And Thibodeau for good and for bad, is going to play him like 48 minutes a game. So uh, we'll, we'll see if he can handle it. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you guys obviously from Celtics know how, how good of a coach Thibodeau can really be. Mm-hmm. You know, he was with, he was with Doc. Yeah. Uh, comes in from the same tree. So uh, I, have com- I have confidence in him. I, I don't – I'm not going to – Well, ask Dwayne. But this guy ask knows Dwayne more than what anyone. He about. Oh, yeah. No, I know. Hey, yeah. just make sure he doesn't run your point guard until he turns an ACL. That's all I'm saying. Man, that was Derrick Rose's fault. Did you no, that was Thibodeau's fault. Do you, you remember how we dumped? were whooping? Do you remember how we were whooping Philly? There was no yeah, need they, for him to be in the yeah, game. Yeah, but that they was were that running. We were, we were destroying Philly. There was no need for him you. to be in the game at that point. I hear you. He should have been my, benched. My thing, my thing is with that is Derrick Rose was, was bound. That was bound to happen. His The way he played, he was putting a lot was, of pressure on me there. He was playing on borrowed time. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. It was borrowed time because of, he was too athletic. <laughs> right, but to a degree, that is uh, Derrick Rose is my is one of my top. You know, I'm so glad you said that because when you <laughs> said point guard, I'm like, well, you know, yeah, the man is people think my boy just didn't you already go there No, we, we tried. We tried with the Celtic. No, 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 no. He's not talking about the Knicks. Yeah, oh, no, no. Done that. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's talking about the Celtics. I'm talking about the Celtics. I can't handle Rose on the Knicks again. No, no, yeah, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I'm about, uh, I'm talking about the he Celtics. He produced for y'all. Thank you very much. No, I, have, I, I went have... to a game and watched him live. Him and Noah actually did. Yeah, me too. freaking well for y'all. Yeah. I don't like y'all gave Noah You're that still big paying contract. Noah, too. Yeah, I don't know why You're y'all gave him that big the... contract. But, hey, hey, that's a Knicks. Noah. That's a Knicks. Noah. Noah's life, man. He's a he's a new native New Yorker, so I get it. Noah, get your bag, brother. Get your bag. You know he's always a bull for life, though. But your yeah. Celtics, I guess that's a good transition. Then what what well, what are you thinking, you guys? 
need to attack both free agency plus this draft. I mean, you guys got that that great coming. mind. You know, Mr. Ainge is a great mastermind. So yeah. what are you guys seeing in this future? I'll, I will always say this. Danny Ainge always seems to make the move that I don't want, but then it ends up working out, right? I remember they signed Daniel Tice. I can't tell you how many times I cussed, like, talking to Derek. I, why are they signing this guy for $5 million a year? He never has played, blah, blah, blah. And he ends up being pretty good. $5 million out for Daniel Tice seems like a steal. Um, oh, no, it is a steal. I remember, I remember, and I will always admit, it's, I, you guys are going to laugh at this. When they got Jalen Brown, right, I was yeah. rooting so hard to either trade the pick yes. for Paul George or Jimmy Butler. No, I had to talk or, you out of it. Right. I had to, I had to talk or, you out of it like two years ago. And, and I wanted Dragon Bender. That's yes. I, I wanted Dragon <laughs> Bender instead of Jalen Brown. And then the few years ago, I wanted Josh Jackson yeah. instead of Jason Tatum. Yeah. I mean, I was so wrong about yeah. both things. I had so to talk you I out of that Jalen Brown draft. I know. I trade, trade it for Kawhi. You said trade him from Jimmy Butler and Paul George. I'm like, yo, like, bruh. <laughs> no. So now now I, they're, I'm they're, realizing these guys are – Tatum is almost a superstar. He's already a star in my mind. He's damn near close to being a superstar. Jalen Brown, in my mind, is like – one leap away from being a star like he's very very close to being i mean if not he's not already um and those guys are only 22 and 23 i mean my god how good are the celtics going to be in like three years when those guys are in their primes um so but what i would like to see and i was telling Derek this um now big man would be nice um However, I don't mind them running back with the big guys that they have. Uh, Cantor can be useful in, like, spotty minutes. Uh, Daniel Tice, even though he is small, I mean, you look at the Miami Heat, their center's six foot nine. So, I mean, size, I mean, yeah, they struggle with rebounding a lot. Having Gordon would have been nice. Um, but the guy I want to see... Uh, is J.J. Redick. I think what they need the most, and that team, they shoot a lot of threes, the Celtics, but they're not that great at shooting threes. I mean, Derek, at one time, you were joking, but it's kind of a fact. Like, why do I trust Marcus Smart more than anyone to shoot threes, right? Yo. And he seems like the best three-point shooter on that team. So I That was like literally just for the Toronto series. Shooter. No, right. that was literally for the Toronto series. <laughs> And I hated that he was able to shoot that much because I knew going into the Miami series that was going to kill us. And I know, but in all honesty, they could. I want someone to come up. I think their biggest need is to is not just scoring because I know you were mentioning Derrick Rose. I'm talking about someone who could come in and shoot like four or five threes and just make like a Duncan Robinson type guy. So I'd like to see like JJ Redick or. or Kyle Korver. I know those two are going to be free agents. That's who I would go after. Yeah, I, I want I want to target. 
and bear with me. I want to target those two. Uh, I want to target Aaron Baines because oh yeah, I would like to bring back Baines. He's unrestricted. I would like to bring him back. He's a big mm-hmm. and he can stretch the floor. Um, and he he still ha- he has a great relationship still with a lot of the players. Yeah. The only um, reason why they did that trade was a last ditch effort to get Horford back. For sure. To save cap. For sure. I don't think they wanted to do that trade. No, so I think I think they I would will try to go back. get him. Um, from what I understand, Cantor is most likely going to opt out. Um, so. Okay. I wouldn't be would, mad. I'd like, I want to see Robert Williams get more minutes anyway. Yeah. So my two, my two big targets, um, in, in terms of, uh, five, four and five would be Aaron Baines, Aaron Baines. as a free agent. I'd like that. And trading. Construction of four of them too. Yeah. And, and possibly trading for Mobamba. Very underutilized. Oh man, I would love in Orlando. The, he he's someone I would like to go get. Um, if we're gonna if we're moving on from Cantor. Now here's the thing. I think we need to move on from Cantor. No, if not, that we need to move on from Cantor. I think we need to move on from Vincent Poirier. So if oh, Poirier is gone, <laughs> <laughs> Poirier is gone, and Cantor decides to opt out, those are the two that I want to replace those two. I will, what I will say, and I know we were kind of talking about this earlier off the air. I wouldn't mind a Dwight Howard. Yes. I think that would be nice. Dwight um, Howard or, I or Cousins. Still think, I still think Tice would start over Dwight, but having Dwight oh, yeah. off the bench mm-hmm. would be Same nice. Same thing with the Lakers. Go mm-hmm. ahead, Jonathan. Um, you had a point, too, so we're going to get to you in a sec because I know you have um, a point to add. But one last thing I will say to Derek's point about trying to go after someone, there has to be a move. I think they only have, they already have like 13 or 14 guaranteed contracts and Gordon Hayward's going to opt in. I mean, oh, there's, sure. He'd be stupid. and I want him to, and I want yeah. him to be here. Yeah. And I hope that they work out a long-term deal in the range of like 20 million a year uh, for him, mm-hmm. but they have to make it. And they still have like three first round picks. So there has to be a move Trade at some picks. point trade the picks we don't need to yes. draft anyone I, like i'm sorry like i know there's some guys i'll give you hey jonathan i'll give you all those picks for mitchell robinson <laughs> <laughs> oh he's baiting him he's baiting you jonathan hey man you need to load up anyway it's, so it's mitchell, robinson, mitchell robinson and rj barrett are off off limits man <laughs> finally have talent young talent i'm not giving it away but Look, I, I mean, I thought obviously I'm not a, a Celtics fan, but I do think uh, Dwight would be a great pickup only because he's shown he's willing to come off the bench and, you know, produce in some big minutes, get the defense, get the rebounding, be active on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think no matter what you guys need, and, and Corver and, and JJ Redick were perfect examples of veteran presence off the bench. Yes. That, that plays. Not like a can w, shoot. Not like yes, a mascot. That can right? shoot. That can shoot, right? Yes. But you just, for me, you need that veteran player that's going to play, that's going to shoot well, to mix in with well, those young. Smart. Well, he's not, what, I, he's, he's not that veteran. He's he's, he's not, the vocal he's the leader, but almost like a guy that show that shows it with just that shows that shows leadership rather than speaks leadership, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't bend, doesn't break is going to give us all and shows you how to operate within the playoffs. That was Al Horford. That was Al Horford. Oh, if you guys had Al Horford with this team in Kemba this year, 
you you would have been facing the Lakers in the finals. I, I for sure. Hey, I'm, I'm for confident sure. in saying that. Hey, sure. but what I will say is Tice did produce probably the same that Horford would have did. Um, he just drew so many fouls. Yeah, stop. But yeah. Sometimes you know he, he it isn't. Stay out of, sometimes it's not just about stats too, because Horford's defensive presence, first of all, was never stats. Right? Like he yeah. just knew where to be on the floor. He was the floor general on the defensive end, he and he was a, a lot. he gave a lot of intangibles. Mm-hmm. You guys need no, someone there. like that on the Let squad. Me, with Tatum turning into that, I, I honestly, I've been on the boat of already calling him a superstar. I, so there, this, right. this is from the outside looking in, right? Yeah. So I, I'm there, basically calling. I think he's almost now. there. He's, I mean, mind. he's he's like right there, right? Like, well, I think yeah. He's like this right. next year is gonna put him no questions asked if your balls out. Mm-hmm. Um, Brown is turning into the star, but you just need the, those veteran presence to even like a Trevor Ariza. I think Trevor Ariza mm-hmm. would be great. For you guys off the bench, defensive, can shoot the three, knows the floor, been in the playoffs, battled in the finals. Like that's a guy you need. Someone like championship. that. Has a championship. Has a championship. Let me ask you this, or guys, you can also chime in. There's been rumors out there, right? Mm-hmm. That one Miles Turner could be mm-hmm. available. Nope. Nope. Would you nope. trade Gordon Hayward nope. for Miles Turner? I'm not trading Gordon <laughs> Hayward for anyone in Indiana. I like no. I really? I hate no. Yeah, because it makes no sense. It makes no sense. What what Gordon Hayward brings to this team is something that is is more valuable to me than trading for an old depot or a turner well i don't want old depot i would i would listen to turner no if it involved hayward and i love hayward trust me i do but if they start to try to talk like marcus smart i would tell him kiss my ass like i'm already telling that just with with gordon hayward from from for turner because if you're telling me so the, I'm I'm assuming the idea would be to get him to be the guy that could stop a Bam Adebayo, Giannis, uh, or because he's a the, big that can play defense that can still shoot. Yeah, I don't want him. Like he not, played not, really not well. For, like not for not for Hayward. Now, if you're talking about a different move, I know like Simi Ojale or something like that. Okay. Well, hey, Trey will Trey will Trey will first round picks. Well, you have to get the cap to match cap, up. Yeah, the cap. Oh, yeah. That's for the sure. thing. But I'm not. I'm not getting rid of Hayward for Turner now. I'll because uh, 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 Charles uh, Green mentioned um, trading Hayward and Smart for Gobert. No, I'm not doing that. No, either. as I'm as, not trading Smart. As I'm yeah. not trading Smart. He's now, so untouchable. If you untouchable. could figure out a way, if you're talking about Hayward for Gobert. Straight up, if the if the salary match, you have to throw in. A, you're gonna have to. You it will match up, but you're gonna have to throw in like. But the the the, you gotta throw the in danger with that is is Gobert is an unrestricted free agent. And also the danger so, with that is that Gobert is not someone that I feel is a modern fit. He's not NBA. fierce. Yeah, I don't, he's not fierce like 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 these other guys. And I'm not calling him soft or anything like that, but his his. Marcus Smart would get into his head as a teammate. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't I, I want mm-hmm. someone in there that that's like Al Horford that has heart. I I I don't I don't I don't want to have someone that's going to take plays off. You see what I'm saying? So like, me, I, I like do that. I do have a suggestion for you guys and, and hear me out. So now what every 
when I speak of the Celtics, I'm speaking of championship caliber. Like mm-hmm. the, when I mention this player, and, and you guys might agree because you love him or whatever. Um, if you get rid of Hayward, because for me, Hayward's an essential point guard of that team, right? Like he's the, the point forward. Because sure. Kemba isn't really a pure point guard, okay? Yeah, yeah. If you get rid of Hayward for a pure center, maybe a Gobert, that's an example, okay? Mm-hmm. Ray John Rondo. Uh, off the bench, he would have to I mean, but what I'm saying is he comes in and gives that point guard presence. You know, gives uh, you the 20 to 25 minutes, what Hayward was, would essentially give you when on the floor. Provided so, we by the way, Wanamaker. Provided we're moving, I like Wanamaker though. I know. I like Wanamaker. If you're talking about bringing him to the point guard, which is we would be doing if we're getting uh, uh, Rondo. Mm-hmm. And right. any, by the way, any any hypothetical move you have trading Hayward, that means that Marcus Smart is probably going to have to start. Only because you're rolling out a lineup of Kemba, Smart, Tatum, Brown, and Player X. And you build your bench with guys like we said, right? Like JJ Redick, mm-hmm. Trevor Ariza. I, don't I mean, mean I look for me. Starting all season like that. I want to. I want to ask you yeah. this: If you guys had no Hayward, go Bear and playoff Rondo off the bench, do you win the chip this year? I mean, I think that they're going to be. To be honest, I think even if they roll with who they have. And if they can just add a couple shooters, um, I think they could contend for the chip next year with a sure. very similar so roster that they contending have. Contending is one thing, and I, again, I'm speaking as a Knicks fan, so it's a little different. But contending is one thing, but mm-hmm. you're talking about actually going to win that shit now. You know what I mean? Like it, it ain't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I love these guys. I know they can do it. It's no. This is how you do it. I think if yeah. right now I'm asking you, what I'm asking you is this year, this bubble. That just happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. if you have Go- Gobert going against Anthony Davis, and you have playoff Rondo instead, do you win that chip? Yes or no? Yeah, I think you win would. the chip. I'm telling you right now, you win. Yeah, the chip. see, because Gobert at the very least limits. I wouldn't say stops Davis, limits his full effectiveness. Okay, mm-hmm. and you're getting the playoff Rondo productivity for sure. For sure. I, Why I, not? I'm not. I'm not against it. Why not? I'm not against it. But the thing is, Anthony Davis is more of a perimeter player. He doesn't really bang out, like, inside a lot. So I don't know if having Gobert would be great because he's more of a paint protector. Now, granted, Gobert plays well. I mean, he's defensive player of the year. So it's the same thing with the people trying mm -hmm. to say with Dwight. He plays well against shooting bigs. He just obviously doesn't play well against driving guards. Like, no – no center defensive center is right. Like they don't guard guard, they guard their position. So I think he'd play well against Davis's skill set. Mm-hmm. All right. All I right. think there's gonna be a move at some point. It just depends Something. on like what that move is gonna be. There has to be. They can't have all these players on the roster. So they, I mean, like I'm just speaking. Like there's gonna be a trade at some point. I just don't know if I want to make a huge move. I would welcome Miles Turner. But it really depends on what the Celtics are giving up. And I have a quick honorable mention. Isaiah Isaiah Thomas. I would like to bring Isaiah back. I mean, I love him so much. With Marcus Smart, 
and and maybe like let's say like a JJ Reddick and uh, Langford Baines, you know, Robert and you don't Williams. even have to get rid of Wanamaker. Then you could just like go with both of them and see who who has it that night off the bench. And if one of them does or one of them doesn't, then great. You just yep. don't play. You could it's play just, him like fifty percent of the time. For me, I just want you guys, as, so as fans, I, trust me, I know it. You, you fall in love with certain players. You, you know that they have the potential, but you guys are talking chips now. This isn't, oh, yeah. oh well, we got two more years for Wanamaker to make it happen. No, we need Trevor Reza instead of J.J. Reddick to make it happen. Sure. <laughs> like you, That's you, what you I'm saying. You have to I'm... your thought process, right? Like you can't be content or happy with the guys that you have in your squad. If you can improve now, it's the time you can you can literally turn yourselves into a dynasty going forward. Make so it Hector, happen. All right. Vincent Poirier, Jimmy Ojale are the are the top guys that I see that will not be the cap space has right. to work out. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> All right, fellas, listen. I know we could go on this subject as long as we could, but we gotta move on. So that being said, we're transitioning from. Before we do this, I must say it though. Make sure. Everybody watching, everybody listening, remember to say their names because the NBA season has concluded, but we cannot forget the entire purpose of why the NBA season resumed and what the NBA season was about and what it is still about. So that being said, we are transitioning over from one sport to another, and we are going to talk NFL. First things first, fresh off of the presses, there is a running back depending on how you want to say if he's still star status or not. There is a running back, ladies and gentlemen, that is now officially on the market and has been released by, well, you know, Jonathan, uh, a fake New York team, if you will, I I guess you would say. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the New York Jets have released Le'Veon Bell. Fellas, (laughs) listen. what are your thoughts on this release? (laughs) And where do you see this man going? Oh, hold on. I think he's going to New England. What? Why? Okay. So as as a Bills fan, I'm going to thank the Jets organization for many reasons. Okay, they destroyed Sam Darnold. Thank you. <laughs> they released Le'Veon Bell. Thank you. They let Robbie Anderson walk, who's top five in, or top four in the NFL in receiving yards now. I was with so the stupid. I knew that was going to. Mind happen. you, they needed all those guys, right? And. Adam Gates is the worst coach in the NFL. He's worse than Bill O'Brien. And I don't understand yeah. how this man can – I mean, I'm happy as a Bills fan because he ran the Dolphins to the ground. He ran the Jets to the ground. And he's still able to make decisions with the Jets. What are they – and the Jets have doubled down and gave confidence in that. They sent out a statement last week that said, we have the ultimate confidence in Adam Gates. We are letting him run his process. You know where your process is going to get you? to hell in the next 10 years because they're the new bills. They will have as long as a drought as the bills had, if they continue to let Gates run that show. Period. I think, I think Gates has something on them. <laughs> there is literally no other reason <laughs> as to why that man. Hey, and, yeah. And the, and the Dolphins too, man, because I, I don't know how he can, and mind you, it's not like he went to a team across the country. He mm-hmm. went to a team in the Jets, obviously in the same division those Jets went against those Dolphins and how terrible of a coach he was. How did they not? I mean, I'm, again, I'm glad because I'm a Bills fan, but I feel bad for Sam Donald because he is a good guy. He's actually really good friends with Josh Allen. 
obviously the uh, the Bills quarterback. Um, I mean, I'll take him as a backup. <laughs> if the Jets want to get rid of Sam, I'll take him as a backup. <laughs> I don't see Sam staying there much longer either. No, no, no. I people really say people say to the to the to the Steelers possibly or something for for Big yeah. Ben's replacement in the future, but. Um, and I'll turn to Le'Veon. Um, obviously, we played against him week one. Uh, he had 150 yard scrimmage yards, I think, uh, receiving and, and, and rushing, obviously. I think he's still got it. He's only 28. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to give him a big contract because no running back. I think big New England. I think New England's like the ideal spot for him to go. I mean, if there's one, I mean, Bell is kind of like that gadget running back type player someone who can like catch a ball in the backfield, line up in the slot or something. To me, that just screams Bill Belichick and like what he loves in his running backs. And you could, I think it would be a perfect fit there. I know there was a lot of rumors out there saying like Kansas city. Um, I think that would be bad for all Clyde Edwards, Hilaire um, fantasy owners. Uh, <laughs> but, but I could, I mean, man, the chiefs would just get that much better. Um, I mean, man, that offense is already so unstoppable. And then just adding a player like that. But I think New England is, is the, the perfect fit for him. I mean, that he – I said even when Pittsburgh was about to get rid of him that he should go to New England. And I just think he would be a perfect fit um, for him. And that I would was love with to have Tom Parker Brady. here to tell me. Yeah, yeah. I would love that, And that to was hear. with Tom Brady. So with a Cam, and when I mean, he gets back, we've seen what crazy. Cam's done. So that, that – does fit a dynamic. I'm sure Cam would love to throw it to that guy and having who he already has and Edelman and all of them, this could make I mean, that team a little more interesting. And remember, uh, he, he did really well with Christian McCaffrey, like that type of running back yes. that also catches mm-hmm. a lot of passes. So I true. think it would be a match made in heaven. Yeah, I, I think I think New England makes a ton of sense. I also think it wouldn't be beyond the realm of possibility of him going back to Pittsburgh. Like, yeah, I, don't, I, I even said, I, I don't know. I would why love him I in Philly. Thing. See, I would love him in Philly, but you know what? Doug Peterson wouldn't, because Doug <laughs> Peterson doesn't know how to utilize Miles Sanders. So, what in the hell are we bringing yeah. Le'Veon Bell to Philadelphia for? Because Derek, can I ask some? Can I, or Samuel, <laughs> I ask both of you actually. How the hell does Miles Sanders run for seventy-five yards and not see the ball the next drive? I, bro, well, the I'm, thing was that one run. Like, his stats were skewed. That one run was, like, the reason why his yards were a lot that day. I mean, he was mostly getting yeah. bottled up for the game. Um, yeah, but It's because the Eagles don't have that guy. Yeah, but and it's also because the de- – I mean, the, the Eagles just don't have that guy to take the top off the defense, so teams always just stack the box. Yeah, I, I think I think when we, when we get um, Rager back, and um, I guess if Jeez. Deshaun is ever going to play again, I, I, I don't know. But Derek, um, their playing. cap is so – I don't know if you pay attention to that. Their cap is so screwed. They have the second least cap space heading into next season. Are I the mean, Jets they, not still paying him, though? That's what I was under They the- are. They so, are, but I'm just talking about moving on. The Eagles cap space is just so messed up. For sure. It's so because, bad. Because they need also to, have – Howie making these deals with Jason Peters, that's part reason why. And they're not allocating a lot of the money to positions where they need to go, like linebacker. Um, like, mm. I, 
so yeah, yeah. I think they're it would at the be point great where to they have him in to... there with Miles Sanders, though. It would be great, but I, but I, I yeah, and I I I believe in Howie in terms of cat. Like he'll find a way to still get players in next year. I do think they need to start like a soft rebuild, um, starting next year, just because the cap is like trading Earths. I think he's gonna get traded because he's making a decent amount of money, and that's an the player you could probably get something for. You know, I, mean, I don't know. I honestly think I honestly think the Eagles for me, they just got unlucky. So they took advantage of the window. So the window is your young quarterback isn't on the big contract yet. You can give other guys big contracts. Well, during that window, everybody got injured, so they couldn't keep trying to go for the repeat, right? Mm-hmm. And then Wentz contract came in, it's like shit. <laughs> we have to pay, we have to pay Wentz and everybody else we paid. So now they're stuck in cap hell, injuries, you know, riled up and, and they had to let guys go and new talent in. that new talent got hurt. It's, it's just a cycle. You know, sometimes you're just unlucky. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. just what the NFL comes down to sometimes. And, no, and as think, far as Le'Veon, I... I think Le'Veon would be a bad choice. You're just going to bring in a vet that wants to win and might have a piss poor attitude because you're not winning. Uh, I don't know if he's the guy to really elevate young guys. Right. I think he wants to just win well, right now. And for me, I think he'd be great on the Seahawks. I think you mm, put him in yeah, the Seahawks well, would be great. He brings a different yeah. you know, facet to the game, obviously. Not necessarily the ground and pound running back they're used to. Um, but, I mean, putting him on that field with Metcalf and then uh, – What about the and, Rams? And, uh, who? The Rams. The Rams, yeah. I mean, wherever he's going, he's getting a vet minimum contract. He's not going to get. Oh, I just he think he has the best chance to play in New England. Um, but Derek, I just looked it up. They're only stuck in cap hell for one more, like next year. Uh, the year after, they have like fifty million, so they just got to be careful not handing out any stupid contracts. Um, like the defensive tackle position, they have so much. They have so much money invested in the defensive tackle position. It's stupid. Right now, like right now, I am pissed with the Eagles. I don't even feel like talking about them right now. To be completely honest, <laughs> these well, people don't even. I want to win more than they do. I don't know, man. I <laughs> I would start the soft rebuild. Uh, Zach Ertz is the guy I would let go. As much as it pains me to say, because I love Ertz, I'd let him go. Um, and anyone who makes an insane amount of money that isn't like, I would let Jeffrey go. Definitely let Jeffrey go next year. I think he's still on the contract. Yeah. So we actually have one of our co-hosts that actually has to leave. We thank him so, oh, so much for joining us on what's been an amazing episode. So of course they know I can't let this guy go without saying, I got to get your thoughts, man. When you saw King Henry literally just mush uh, Josh man. Norman like a little kid across the field, <clears throat> sir, that was what did you have to say about something like that? First of all, Josh Norman shouldn't really be on the field for 100% of the snaps. We're just injured, so I'm going to say that. Trey White has a back injury. Levi Wallace broke his ankle or did something to his ankle. Um, and Norman was supposed to be a guy that kind of spot fills when they're tired. Right. Um, so that's the first thing. Honestly, for me, if you look at the play, he was off like off footed, if you want to call it. Like he he was losing he tried to tackle high. 
Are you, is this like anyone's falling over his feet, tackling <laughs> high against mm-hmm. a six foot five, two hundred and fifty five pound running back? It's gonna happen. I, I, I don't, don't know why that. anyone bothers trying to tackle high against Henry. I no, mean, it, it's it's stupid. Just dive low. at his feet. Dive at his feet and hope for the best. But um, <sighs> you know, real quick, I you know the Bills. I'm gonna say thank you, Dwayne. You 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 settled that team down a bit. You know, we were 4-0. It's been a long time, I think since 1994, since we were 4-0. Um, you, were the, you were the punch in the mouth. It's still great. 4-1 right now. We're still great. Um, you know, you were the punch in the mouth we needed to kind of wake us up. Like, you guys might be the reason if we beat the Chiefs, it might be because of the Titans. I'll put it that way. Like, we hey, played the Chiefs. What's going on with Singletary, man? Why he, I, think he's injured. I think he's injured. I think he's injured. So maybe, hey, maybe we go fantasy. for Le- maybe the Bills go for Le'Veon, partner up with with, uh, with Josh Allen. Who knows? Never know. Hey, especially if Singletary can't go. Yeah, you know. And I mean, so, you guys are legit yeah. contenders, so it it, it it solidifies. You know, uh, he needs a contending team. He's so, used to the cold. Yeah, there you right. go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it might fit. It just might fit. Well, in New England's case, that's the same case because it gets hey, cold there I'll too. So. Right now, yeah, though, but New York is different. <laughs> Listen, so is New what? England. Have you seen those snow games? Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Trust me. I'll tell you right now. For me, the the Titans after watching that game, they could be my sleeper, man. They have every year, man. Let, you know, they okay. have. Hey, I try, I try hey, Malcolm, Malcolm Butler, Tannehill. Tannehill no. has found his legit home. He has made yeah. a believer out of me after last night. Like, oh yeah, really? Even going, oh, you were still doubting last it? year. I was doubting him because, again, as a consistent Miami, yeah, in consistent terms, I was doubting him, not his talent, his consistency. Okay. But now it's something about when you have Henry, who's already the distraction that defenses are focusing on, because you don't want him to do like what he did to Norman or something and just run through your defense. Now, Tannehill, like they mentioned, he can kind of just sit in the dark. You got the weapons. You got your A.J. Brown, who came back yesterday and made an instant impact. Thank uh, you. And then you've got well, yeah, Johnny Smith. Happy. Yeah, you know, Johnny Smith, who's an up-and-coming up tight end. Yeah. Johnny Smith, uh, who – excellent replacement from Delaney Walker. Thank you, Johnny Smith. But, uh, you know, just the, the weapons are showcasing themselves. You know, Khalif Raymond, Corey Davis at times when he decides to show up as well. So – it's it's coming together in t- in Tannehill's you know rain of phrase. So uh, listen, I'll listen. tell you what: not Bills. having Trey, not having Trey White mm-hmm. against AJ Brown killed us. Killed us. You can tell, man. Yeah. I, I I will say uh, I like the matchup with you and, and with the Bills and the Titans. There's a lot of similarity when I was watching. I know you guys had a pretty rough game yesterday because our defense was scaring me at first, and then they just clicked. Clowny. Right, and all of those boys are just right. You know, that was a great Butler's, spot for him to go to. Malcolm Butler. Dude, there, there was a time where the uh, one of the Bills, like play-by-play guys, that kind of you know follow the Bills uh, out here in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, if not for his athleticism to get away from it, was pressured eleven straight plays. Eleven straight plays. If, and like he didn't get Wentz. he didn't get sacked. He didn't get sacked once. <laughs> he didn't get sacked one time. Because Allen's, you know, he's he's like Big Ben but faster. He just yeah. doesn't go down. 
Yeah, you the know, so, uh, well, they did catch him on they... a sack one time, but that was I forgot. Oh, I'm talk- well, yeah, I'm just talking about during after the pre- yeah, during... yeah, yeah, it was yeah, that was it was tough. Y'all was... some ballers, man. Y'all some ballers. Hey, I, listen, I listen. <laughs> Likewise with you guys, because again, I looked at this game as a this was my important game for a lot of reasons. This is one of them. The next one is Baltimore. I was before the COVID situation. I was actually intrigued with the Steelers because I wanted to see. If we could beat them, because they're looking like the old Steelers again, offensively with Ben in there. So I was like, I wanted to see how we can chase Claypool. Oh yeah, my God. Playing, playing you guys. Now. Hey, no, 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 no. Hold up, hold up. Jim Schwartz got to go. Yeah, he does. Dude. Jim you Schwartz got to go. They look really good when they blitz. Yeah. When they blitz, they're amazing. But Schwartz then when they go. start to lay Schwartz back, go. they stink. <laughs> So, yeah, I do have to let you know. I do have to bounce. Thank you so because, much for having me. Or be, you know, being on with me. Um, Absolutely. And I'll catch y'all later. Yes, sir. Thank you. Good, sir. Hey, until the next time, my friend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> so, fellas, um, as we continue some football talk, um, let's talk about you guys' division right now, specifically and. We know that in previous years, you guys' division has always been whose division is this this year and who's going to take it this week. But this year seems to be completely odd. I mean, we saw a horrific injury, get well soon, Dak. We saw where he is now completely inactive for the rest of the season for the Dallas Cowboys. Andy Dalton comes in, who we know is – not exactly a the bad quarterback. Manager. So we know that he can hold the fray for Dallas offensively, but should they somehow go to the playoffs? We know what Dalton's capable of in the playoffs and it's not great hope. So given you guys the situation, we know Washington has not been looking great and we know, you know, like what, what is going on? The giants are the giants. So, Fellas, what what do you see? How do you see the rest of this season playing out at this point? I said this before. I don't think see, any th- team at NFC East needs to go to the playoffs. I, like I know someone has to, but no one in that division deserves the playoffs at all. Like this is so I will horrible. Yeah, and looking at this weekend against the Ravens, they're probably going to lose. They're probably, probably going to get their ass kicked. Probably. I mean. <laughs> I mean, this isn't one of those situations where I'm like, oh, they always beat teams they shouldn't. Like, I think the Ravens are going to dismantle the Eagles. Uh, but then Especially you look, I'm just Schwartz looking at plays the schedule. That defense, the way he played it last week against Pins- uh, Pittsburgh. And yeah, we're done. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm looking at their schedule. Following that, I mean, they got what's supposed to be a couple easier matchups against the Giants and the Cowboys. I mean, they should win those games. You got the Browns, who are, by the way, surprisingly really, really good this year. I mean, the Browns. yeah, I That's know. One of they're, my predictions looking... that I actually got right this year. Yeah, you did. I, you did. They're did looking good. And then they're probably going to get dismantled by, by the Seahawks. They're going to lose to the Packers. Gonna... I mean, that this team, the thing is, it's crazy. The team that wins the NFC East might make it with, like, six wins. Or less. I mean, like the the NFC is so bad. I mean, I don't know. See, that's the thing is, the Eagles could easily make the playoffs with like seven wins or something like that. 
or if they miss the playoffs, they're going to get like a top 15 pick. <laughs> like that's why I'm kind of hoping they just don't make it. Cause I know they're not going to see. And I'm always on the, like make the playoffs. You never know what happens, but this is just, I don't see it this year. There's yeah, this is, um, I want them to get a good pick. I couldn't care less about the pick right now. This team is okay. Off season. This team looked like it was legit NFC e, I mean, NFC champion contenders at minimum. That that's how mm-hmm. they look. But you're you're seeing when with with the injuries on the offensive line, Lane Johnson most likely. I mean, I mean at minimum, he won't be playing on Sunday. So like, there's so many injuries on the offensive line. On on uh, with with receivers, we have getting some of those guys back, but I don't even have I don't have faith in Deshaun Jackson staying healthy. I'm sorry, uh, Alshon Jeffrey. We'll see what he can do. Um, he might open it up a little bit for Zach Ertz to 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 start getting some production. Um, but Rager is the guy that we need to have back for sure. We need to have a, a Rager back, and you know we won't have him back for another I think five six weeks maybe. So it's it's to me it's one of the it's one of those things where I, I honestly, this is a season where I just don't have any any hope in what these Eagles are going to do. I really don't. Jim Schwartz got to go. He's got to go. You don't play yeah. defense that way. And there was there was a touchdown that Clay uh, that, that Claypool had where um, he was lined up behind uh, Connor and then like two of the guys. They stacked four guys on the left on the left side. That defense was completely away from picking that up. I don't know how. And to be completely honest, I they left the linebacker on him. They left the linebacker oh, no, no, no. on. And they I'm not talking about that one. I'm not talking about that one. I'm not talking about that one. The red zone. They were sitting in the red zone. Yeah. And Claypool was sitting was standing behind three guys. That there was like maybe two defenders over there. And they just left let him left him wide open to just run straight into the end zone. Jim Schwartz has to go. That that is that's the end of it. He has to go. Like there needs to be a whole mass exodus of, of, of coaches. I don't know what is going on. The play. I would keep Doug court. Peterson though. Doug Peterson. I like Doug Peterson. I like the, I like him a lot, but his call, his play call is questionable at this point. It is very questionable. Yeah. But you have to also understand the Eagles aren't healthy and they don't have a guy to take the right. top off the defense. Like I was saying. So right. do you really want to rush Miles Sanders? Like, 20 30 times and they're just, the team is just stacking the box yes but you don't and i understand that but you don't take the run out of the out of the uh, uh, uh mm-hmm. the play call and continue to throw 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 you don't do that i don't care if the offensive line is injured i don't care if miles sanders only gets two or three yards you threaten with the run to open up for the pass that that's basic football it's basic and and peterson is not doing that so yeah i'm at that point where like get it together or go like because this everyone is blaming this solely on wentz i don't understand that this is not solely on his on his shoulders he he deserves he has no one to throw to yes and fulgham now that dude that guy can ball that guy now having Fulgham, I'm gonna tell you who I want as the receivers for right now. Fulgham, Rager, 
Um, uh, I Ward. guess oh Ward, yeah, but I guess uh, Hightower is is a good prospect. Um, just I, like Deshaun, Ward, if he can come back, I don't, I don't have faith in his health. I, I honestly don't. Yeah. I don't. I'm saying if he's back, he's your best receiver. If I don't want him back. as the best receiver. That's the thing. But he is. Yeah, but he doesn't need to be targeted as, as much. He doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah, but the thing is, but that man, opens up you for Zach Ertz. That. Yeah, but Zach Ertz, I think, is going to be on his way out next year. Oh, and another guy we need is Dallas Goddard. Yeah, that dude. He's good. I like Dallas Goddard. I think he has the yeah. tools to be like a – a top 10 tight end in the league. Yeah, I think he, if he's healthy and he has time to like develop, I think he could be better than Zach Ertz. He reminds sure. me a lot of like George Kittle. Yeah. That type of player. But in, in, in totality, the NFC East is horrible. Dallas's yeah. defense is garbage. That is a trash defense. Their offense is, is good, but their defense can't do anything for the offense. Yeah, I don't get it, man. Like they look good. Their defense, like it, at one point, what they aren't they like top three or four in sacks right now? The thing is, they're so good when they when Schwartz actually wants to blitz. When he wants to blitz, they're good. But then what happens is he starts to ease up on it. He starts to ease off off the blitz because they they sometimes will get leads in games and there's like all right we got to protect the end zone and then he he just doesn't blitz and then that's why they start losing. I mean, man, I I think and I got rest in peace Jim Johnson, but that's what I loved so much about him is when mm-hmm. that dude he blitzed a lot and that's mm-hmm. that's remember when we had great Eagles defenses is when they mm-hmm. blitzed and yeah. this zone defense is just not. Like this isn't Madden, right? Like, yeah. This a lot of people who play Madden, you run zone defense. This isn't it. Like yeah, you gotta apply pressure, and he just doesn't. I I don't remember if there's ever been a time where both Dallas and Philly have been so bad at the same time, and their defense, yeah. mm-hmm. their defense, both like. I think the only the only bright spot for the for the Philly uh for the Eagles defense is well two, Darius Slay and a defensive line. The but he's hurt now. Line. And see that's 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 what I'm saying. Like yeah. it, right now it doesn't even it doesn't even mean anything. So like both defenses are absolute garbage. I'm not even counting New York's defense. They yeah. they are what they are. Washington's New defense, York's defense is actually defen- decent. But see that's the thing. Washington's defense and New York's defense, to me, are better than what I've seen from Philly and Dallas, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. That doesn't make sense. I mean, th- this division—I I said it before, and so, I'll keep saying this again. This is probably the worst division. Like, if it's not of all time, this div- this current 2020, uh, 2020 division, this might be at least top three worst divisions ever. This is horrible. So. As currently constructed, Derek, you mentioned how Washington and, and New York seem to have the better defenses, while you both, Dallas and Philly, have the better offenses. So on a flip-flop effect, I don't let know. me ask this. Does, they have the offensive talent, the Eagles. Yeah, I don't know if they're better. Who, Dallas? Well, the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles are 
one Monday night game away from being the worst team in football. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that the Eagles have a better offense. No, in comparison the to the other two teams in the division. Yeah, I would say. Outside of Dallas, like you guys, Dallas is, I, you and Dallas have the best, the better two offenses mm-hmm. of the four teams in your division. I, what I'm saying is I don't know about that. I don't know mm-hmm. if they are. So, let me ask, is it too late? I know you mentioned, Sam, the cap situation with the Eagles right now and what it's looking like. Is it too late to turn this around in terms of trades, in terms of trying to get a few pieces to make this look a little bit better than what it looks like right now? Well, the the thing with the NFL is different from the NBA is you don't see a lot of in-season trades. It normally doesn't happen. You look at what starts next year. Um, the Eagles have like almost 60 million in cap space in 2022. It's just next year, it's going to be bad. So what I would do is you're already in salary cap hell next year. You might as well trade players to try to take somewhat of a cap hit. Like I would trade Ertz, get a few draft picks. Next year is probably going to be a little rough too. Peters is going to retire. And if he doesn't, I wouldn't bring him back because you can't count on him. Lane Johnson, I hope he can stay healthy. I don't know if he is. I mean, who knows? They got to do something with the linebackers because, I mean, right now, Nate Gary is your best linebacker, and he's bad. So, like, on any other team, he's a guy that probably gets cut. Sean Bradley, to me, needs more reps. And what about that dude they drafted in the fourth round? Yeah, I think that's Bradley. I think that's Bradley. No. The guy from – Colorado or Vanderbilt or oh I don't even know I got but like I gotta look at Bradley needs more time I think he only played like Davion Taylor that's who I'm talking about oh yeah 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 I haven't seen him out there either I look all I know is they Jim Schwartz has players out on the field and apparently what 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 I was uh, reading. Uh, today or yesterday, I'm sorry. Howie Roseman has has say in who suits up. If that is even remotely true, dude, that's what I'm saying. This, Howie this Roseman team, is not a football guy. He's only cap. He's only a cap guy. Right, and he look. If Laurie is not going to fire him, he needs to demote him. No, and I remember what you were saying. I remember a few podcasts ago we were talking about that. I probably wouldn't let Howie go because he is a cap wizard. Like, he is great with the cap. And well, I'm saying, it. let him continue doing and, that. Just that, though. And I, that's re- it. And, and I know Chip Kelly did a horrible job here, but the idea behind getting a guy to control that was really good. So they need to get, like, a better scouting team in there. Because, my God... <laughs> I still, I'm still going to be mad at this forever, but like, God dang, dude, you draft, like, you're telling me the Falcons wouldn't have taken like the Eagles first and second round pick to only jump up a few spots to get CD lamb. I'm still so mad about that. And instead you end up with Rager who could be good, but then you take Jalen Hurts and I'm just like, I don't don't get that. I actually like Hurts. I like what they're doing with Hurts. But I'll say this, these arguments of like, we could have gotten CD Lamb, we could have had DK Metcalf. We could I mean, have had those. We could have had those two guys. can't do anything now about it. I know, but we, we could have had those two guys. 
but do we actually know that they would have been balling out in Philly? Oh my gosh, yes. I wanted DK so bad. Oh, I wanted to DK JJ. as well. I, I, I wanted DK. I was screaming at, at the TV to get DK for sure. But do we are we are we sure he would have been balling out like he is in Seattle? Would he have been doing that in Philly? Because we see Nelson Aguilar <laughs> better than what JJ's doing. Oh, they, but sure, the thing was, sure, but they we already see, had. We, we've seen we Nelson Aguilar go from Philly, and you see what he's doing in Las Vegas right now. Sidney Jones was in Philly, and he is killing it in Jacksonville. Yeah. Rasul Douglas was in Philly, and he is killing it in, in Carolina. So this was like I, I'm starting to think that there might be something ab- about some of these coaches in Philly that just don't know what the hell they're doing. I like how you mentioned coaching because that's always a factor. Uh, bringing back with my Titans and how what we said about Tannehill. Tannehill has been a perfect example of someone with talent in Miami, but couldn't get over the hump because the culture of Miami, as we know, is not the greatest, which mm-hmm. means the coaching is not the greatest. Right. Then you bring them here with a Mike Vrabel, fresh out of a Belichick tree who has created and set a culture and mm-hmm. has a system in place that Tannehill is soaring in right now. And he's having arguably probably his best statistical career right now from what he had in Miami. So I agree with you, Derek, when it's, it may be something to talk about with a bit of the coaching and the culture right now going on, you know, maybe. And, and that's what I'm saying. Those guys, I, I, I'm, I, I, Jim Schwartz for sure has to go. Like, there's no question about it. But Doug Peterson, I am like, I know I said a couple of weeks ago, I want Eric Benemy, like, for sure. If they're not going to get rid of Peterson, to me, the dude is on a very, very thin piece of ice. I, like, I, 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 because we have these young pieces, you don't have that, that big of a window with young guys like that in the NFL. I mean, Wentz is, you know, he's always, this is his fourth year in the league, fifth year in the league. You have Miles Sanders going into his, into his second. Like, it, this is the time to do it. Like, if, if we're not going to do it, then just kill it. Just kill it. I would rather than just kill it right now and, and, and rebuild completely than to be sitting here with high expectations for a team that is supposed to be a Super Bowl contender, and we're sitting here looking at a one, three, and one record. That is not acceptable. That's not acceptable. I like not acceptable. So they they got to they got to figure it out. Dallas to me has an ex- a built-in excuse because they didn't have any time to to uh, with these new coaches to really develop anyone and, and and work with them. So to me, Dallas almost has like a pass to me this season. Washington. Pretty much the same thing. New York, Saquon Barkley is gone. You know, new coach too. New coach. So new coach. they have an excuse. Philly has no excuse. They no excuse. Get it done, or I mean, or, they or can't stay healthy though. I, look, health, the, 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 the injuries. The injuries are are one other thing. That's that's so that's totally different. But when you have guys out there and you're and 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 you're not even coaching, like this is a coaching thing. If you're not going to coach the guys that you have on the field the best way you can and utilize them the right way, like why in the hell would you put a linebacker 
on the hottest wide receiver on the opposite opposite team. Why would you do that? It's it's not. It's and not, the the funny thing is they called a timeout right before that, and they still kept the linebacker and they still on kept him. Kept him on him. So it's a coaching thing to me at this point. This is not. I, I think that was. I think that else. was all Schwartz though. I don't think that was Peterson. Peterson doesn't call oh, the defensive plays. So. I, I'm I'm aware, but he's not calling the right plays on offense that he should be either. Like I said, you're not calling as many running plays. The only running plays that I'm seeing, for the most part, is out of Wentz. And that's because he's running for his life. So, get it together. Get it together. Yeah, this please, because Miles Sanders is on my. He's on my fantasy team. I have more than two or three fantasy teams, bro. I, I trust me. <laughs> I'm right there with you. But they got to get this together. I'm I'm about to figure out a way to trade Zach Ertz. I don't like <laughs> Dwayne. You had the right idea by going after Dallas Goddard, even though he got hurt. You had the right idea. There you go, man. I I, I, I did what I could, man. I had to try. You know, it was, it was shooting for my luck. Yeah. Well, 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 fellas. Uh, I know the Eagle talk. I don't want to, you know, down the atmosphere for you guys. You know, we had to address this division because it's been the story so far, mostly of the NFL in terms of, I guess, surprise factor, given, again, those two teams uh, mainly. Because I'm pretty sure, again, everybody expected two guys in Dallas to at least be head-to-head back and forth. And to see this is kind of a shocker as far as that division is concerned to a degree. But They should win the division uh, easily. Dallas should win it. We, we, we will see, you know, what happens. Because, again, the circumstances aren't the greatest for them right now with Dak's injury. So, we'll see how things and play Tyron out. If that, if, if, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, we'll, yeah. See, uh, we'll see what happens. But what I would love to do before we wrap this thing up and call this an episode is I would love to know right now, give me your top three teams in the NFC and your top three teams in the AFC right now. We got to look at the teams. <laughs> I said in the beginning of the year, before the season even started, I said it was Baltimore and Seattle going to the Super Bowl. I'm going to stick by that. I think that's what's going to happen. I do know that Baltimore lost to the Chiefs, but the Chiefs now look human after losing to Vegas. So I'm going to stick with that. I still think <laughs> Seattle. In Baltimore. Um, let me look here. Well, it's funny you said the Chiefs look human because we saw them lose to the Raiders. Raiders, yeah, Vegas. In a That's big like, fashion. In a very big mm-hmm. fashion. Yeah, that wasn't even close. So That's I'll, what I'm I'll That's, say that was the... weird. That was weird. And Nelson Aguilar had himself a game. <laughs> <laughs> that dude is starting to look like his Super Bowl year. So wait, the Eagles are still in first place? Are they really? Gee, uh, I'm looking at this now. I think they're still technically in first place in the NFC. It could, it could be Jeez. the tie. It could be the tie. That yeah. tie is going to kill yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, it's, that is horrible. <laughs> so I'll say the top three teams in the NFC East are going to be, for me, Seattle, definitely. I think they're just in a class of their own right now. I mean, their defense isn't even playing that great. Mm-hmm. They're like the worst passing defense, I think. But I think that's only because their offense is so good that you have to pass against them mm-hmm. uh, just because they fall short a lot. So uh, I'm going to go Seattle, Green Bay, okay. and 
another 4-0 team. And then another team, I know they kind of messed up on uh, is it Monday night or whatever, Thursday night. I'll go Tampa. I still think Tampa is going to come out of the NFC South. Um, mm. Fournette can get healthy. Godwin and you know Mike Evans can stay healthy. That team is really still young. They have veterans in the right places. They and I was talking that when I got my cut today, I was talking to my barber, and he said, and we were talking. They probably have the second best linebacker in the NFL, um, in Levante David. No one mm-hmm. really talked about him outside of Wagner. So, I mean, they have some nice young corners, good young secondary. Um, I would go with with Tampa. I would say three. I mean, I know you only said three. I still think uh, New Orleans is going to pick mention. it up. You can give, yeah, that can be your I would say honorable mention. mention. I'll go. Uh, I don't want to give it to Chicago because I know they do this every year. They're good in the beginning, then they suck. Um, I would probably go New Orleans, honorable mention, because I know they're they're dealing with some injury right now. Uh, Derek, I'll let you go with it. Real quick before Derek goes, I'm surprised to hear you say what you just said about Chicago, given who's that quarterback for Chicago right now. (laughs) Nick Foles, hey. I love Nick. I like Nick Foles. Foles' magic is the truth. Yeah, I think he's a game manager more than anything, but that's what they need, right? They just need a guy to not – I mean – to not turn the ball over. Allen Robinson is getting his credit as one of the better receivers in the league. He has been for a while. Now he's getting the talk. The defense is solid. Um, I just think that if Tampa, you, you have to understand, they're also dealing with a lot of new players, um, a lot of new faces. Yeah. So, I mean, when that team gets going, you have to, I mean, that team with Levon, a defense with Levante David, Vita Valle, and Sue. And then you're also um, white. And then on the offense, you got Brady with hopefully a healthy Fournette and Ronald Jones. And then you still got Gronkowski and uh, and OJ Howard. And then you're still Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I mean, they have so much firepower. That team will be good, assuming they can stay healthy. V- Vita, Vita, I think, is out for the season. I think OJ is out for the season. Oh, he's. Well. OJ, did he get hurt? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think OJ. I think OJ had an ACL or something like that. That huh. I, I'm. I'll say this: the Rams look good, man. Okay. The, the Rams look good. So I'm from for the NFC for me. I'm going with Seattle, Green Bay, and, and the Rams as my top mm. three right now. Okay. I like, I, I like what I'm seeing with the Rams. I, I, I like I've that. had my my doubt <laughs> with them. <laughs> Especially with golf, um, but I mean, they something about them looks different, and and I'm somewhat wondering, you know, if that's, you know, of course, losing in the Super Bowl, uh, was that uh, year before last, and they just they just fizzled out last year, so I, I'm I they something looks different about them though, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Rams is my top as as my uh, as my as one of the top three. They they okay. they put a whooping on us a couple of weeks ago. I mean, made golf look like Joe Montana. I mean, he was killing it, but he it's not just it wasn't just the Philly thing. It they've literally just every every week they've been playing sound football. So you know, I, I I'm so. Uh, uh, 
Do you have an honorable I'll mention change. in there, Derek? Real quick before we. No. Honorable <laughs> mention for you. Solid top three, right? I, there. That, that's gonna be my top three because Tampa Bay to me, they look good, but those okay, injuries. Just I a lot of new faces. Yeah, I I don't think they're gonna be able to do it this year. I mean, the the yeah. Saints look. The Saints. I, now I will say this. Maybe I have to say the Saints is an honorable mention because they looked like they were dead in the water this week. And to come back, it was Monday, Monday night game. Mm-hmm. They came back the way without they, Michael Thomas, without Michael Thomas, you know, of course, first half you get on social media, everyone's talking about Drew Brees is washed. And mm-hmm. I, I will say, I don't know. I found it very interesting that uh, they, they took him out and subbed him for Taysom Hill in the red zone. Um, that's what he, that's what he, that's the, the dynamic that he brings to the team. I don't know, man. I, New Orleans looks, looks pretty good. New Orleans looks pretty good. I, I'll, maybe I'll put yeah. them as my honorable mentor. Okay. So, so, Sam, so I, I didn't realize, I didn't realize the injuries to those two guys. Uh, I'd probably go with then, uh, New Orleans okay. yeah, ahead of Tampa. So you swap it's close. Very, okay. very but close. They're close. Okay. Now so the, uh, I'll go ahead, Sam. I was going to say the AFC, right? Yes, we'll get to that. I'm going to give you guys a pick. Uh, I'm going to kind of jump in this thing with you guys as well. Have a little okay. fun here. Uh, so for me, I do agree. We're going round table here. It's unanimous. Seattle. Point blank period. Russell Wilson is a beast. He's, He's looking like the best thing. quarterback in the league and the MVP. Agreed. Yeah. So Russ has what three comeback victories already? Yeah, I believe within this season alone. So this man is definitely, yeah, this this the Seahawks number one. Uh I'm kind of half and half right now in terms of Green Bay, Chicago, because since this Nick Foles effect has taken over Chicago, I'm happy for I you. don't know, man. I'm I I'm I'm gonna roll more with Chicago than I will Green Bay. I know Aaron Rodgers is killing it, but Chicago finally has something to light their fire even further. And I just feel like, I don't know, man, I think Chicago's finally going to be on that mission people expect it because you don't have Trubisky turning the ball over this time. And Nick Foles, we've seen what he's done. You guys are Eagles natives, y'all know. So I'm, I'm going all the way with Chicago as number two for me and who I'm keeping my eye on. And my number three are the Carolina Panthers. Because wow. I actually told you guys, yeah. I said this on this very show. But they do I this said, every year. This team. No. <laughs> They're good no, in no. the beginning and then they oh, no. stink it up. Oh, no. Trust me, oh, I no. know. I worked it's reverse. For them last year. <laughs> Usually it's reverse. What do you mean? It's reverse. Cam was hurt last year. Remember, there was that factor. So it was just kind of like, I don't know what happened. Year, that was just kind of That was just last year, though. That was last year. They did yeah. the same but in, thing in this year effect, before. Like I said, man. Hey. No, yeah, they, he was playing the year before. They still stunk it up toward the end. They do this every uh, but year. See, but see, first like off, here's, here's where you're wrong, Sammy. Here's where you're wrong. See, number one, that was Riverboat Ron era. It was time for that era to end in Carolina, sadly sure. enough. It was time to end. It yeah. worked what it did. It made it to a Super Bowl, didn't win the Super Bowl, but it's something about teams 
when they make Super Bowls, if you don't get back to that, the culture dies. We just saw this with Atlanta. Quinn is gone. And literally quotes, quotes were mentioned, okay? There was a specific quote mentioned. That culture died literally, I believe, the game your Eagles beat them. That's when the brotherhood died. And that was a inciting report. So from that point on, that's why these slow starts with the Falcons were happening because they just weren't believing in brotherhood. So with Riverboat Run, maybe it was just falling apart culture-wise. We'll have to get Brother Mike Jeezy on to actually kind of we'll give that talk one. about that. We'll, we'll, we'll bring yeah. Mother Bright. We'll, we'll bring our Brother Mike Jeezy, our Falcons specialist, to yeah. actually kind yeah. of give that thought because we got to get his thoughts on that coach firing. Uh, but nonetheless, guys uh, – I'm saying Carolina because, again, Teddy Bridgewater finally has the keys again to a team that we have not seen him have the full keys to since his days in Minnesota before that horrific injury. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, this man is on a proven mission. He is playing lights out. He's got weapons that I told people when I realized Robbie Anderson was on this team on top of DJ Moore, who was already a rising Crazy. star in his own right. And Crazy. then... They don't even have Christian McCaffrey right now, and he's meant to come back at some point. Yeah. The crazy part is they're undefeated since losing Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. So Sorry. now, lost me there for a oh no, you're good, you're good. I was just explaining my case for why I'm, I'm picking Carolina in my third team because, first off, it's a three-way tie right there in that very division. They're all three and two, but of the three teams, Carolina's the one not talked about right now, and they're playing very lights out. Mm-hmm. And they don't even have CMC playing in the lineup right now. So when he does get back in the field, you know it what? makes you wonder. I'm sw- I'm what swapping happened? New Orleans for Carolina as my honorable mention. That that, that was weapons. a powerful case. Yeah. No I, I'm telling I, you, man. Yeah, I forgot. Carolina, it's a new culture. It's a new mm-hmm. coaching change. Like I said, this is a new culture. So this is, you got a mixture of some people who played under the Riverboat River Ron era. Yeah. But they're in this new culture now, so they're rejuvenated on top of these new pieces that are, I guess, you know, they're just rejuvenated, you know. Robbie Anderson's a man on a mission. This man came out of a Jets culture, losing culture, and here they are three and two. I'm just saying, I, you know, it's very winnable. You know, they can, I know they lost Tampa Bay, but they can always come back and try to get a win on Tampa Bay. You never know. Like I said, divisional games are always tricky. So, I got a case, man. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, man, Carolina, watch out for these boys. They are on a mission. And, and this, uh, is, this is the season after Luke Keekley retired. Exactly. Exactly. So it's it's yeah. it's coming to fruition. So my top yeah. three, again, like I said, Seattle for me, Chicago, and Carolina definitely are my top three that I keep my eyes on throughout the rest of this season. Now, let's transition to the AFC. Fellas, Okay. Who are you looking at? Who's your top three right now that you're eyeballing throughout the AFC? So I will say with the AFC, I'm going to start with my honorable mention because I know, Dwayne, you're going to ask me about it. I'll go Tennessee as my honorable mention. Um, okay. They're okay. looking good. There are a few teams I'd probably put ahead of them. Um, I'm going to go with my my original pick, uh, Baltimore. Um they lost to Kansas City. Uh, I know that. But other than that, they've been looking pretty good. They, assuming they can stay healthy, you know, I, I would definitely give that team. If man, they're so dynamic with Lamar and all of them. So I go them. Uh, I'd go Kansas City still. 
um, in there. And then uh, Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh this year looks really good. Um, Big Ben looks healthy. I mean, I, there was a quote, something like, you know, he's been balling this year. And he still said, like, a few games ago, I was like, I'll let you know when I'm having a good game. So, like, to him, he's not even playing great to his standards. So, I would say, like, and their defense is, you know, pretty good. Um, yeah, I would go with uh, with Pittsburgh in there for sure. Solid choices. I love that. Derek, what you got, man? What you thinking? Man, it's hard to give just three because – I know. I know. The AFC – AFC is balling this year, man. Um, I'm going to put, I'm going to, this is no particular order that I can't even do the order this year for, for this I division, uh, Kansas city. Okay. New England. Even really? They're two yeah. and two, even though they're two and two, I don't care. Cam Newton comes back. They're yeah. Two they're and different. Cam. Yeah. I, I, I'm not. The record and if they somehow me, get Le'Veon Bell as well, and if they, they find get Le- a way to get him, yeah, the the I'm not even basing this off record right now. It, like literally, Kansas City, uh, 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 New England, and Tennessee are probably my top three in the AFC right now. Pittsburgh would be my honorable mention. Um, yeah, leaving then, out Baltimore. Look, you know, See, you know why I'm leaving tough. out Baltimore. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, because I I would actually put Baltimore ahead of Pittsburgh, but the way they lost to Kansas City to me is huge. That that they have their souls. Like there's no other way to say it. Kansas City has Baltimore's soul. So I, I'm I, they're gonna take the Eagles' soul this week. Oh, <laughs> take it, bro! <laughs> I don't even know if we're gonna be able to play the, the game. Like. Shane Songs. Might as well just huh? forfeit it. I, like <laughs> <laughs> because the way Schwartz is gonna play Lamar Jackson, we might as well forfeit the game. I don't even I don't Oh, you know he's that. not gonna rush. You know the yeah. thing is the Eagles are best when they blitz, and you know they're not gonna blitz Lamar because he's just it. gonna run away. From yeah, them. yeah. So I'm yeah, not expecting know. anything from them. Um, so yeah, I'll say I'll again I'll say Kansas City. Uh 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 Oh, but Buffalo. Oh my god. Jonathan somewhere. Yeah, but they just got you. they just got whooped. They just got whooped by Tennessee. Maybe I have to do five. Those would be my top five. Those would be my top five. I'd, I'd still put Baltimore. Breaking ahead the of rules, them. sir. Yeah, I'm, the rules. I, I'm a rebel. I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> I'm I think rebel. Baltimore is ahead of Buffalo. I think Baltimore mm. is better than Buffalo. Wow. I'm not saying they're not. I'm not saying they're not. It's close. It's but, close. I mean, yeah. Those that'll be my top five. Maybe hmm. my top five. Yeah, because the AFC is just crazy this year. And then you AFC. have to look. You have to actually take the Raiders seriously. Like this is not a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a joke. yeah, you have to actually the take them another seriously. one. So yeah. you Dwayne, tell, I don't know, man. <laughs> who you got? I know you got who Tennessee got? in there. Of course, I've got Tennessee <laughs> in there, people. I mean, I'm dying hard, man. You know I got us number one, but, you know, I mean, obviously, yes. I mean, listen, we're always counted out. I'm glad that we were able to showcase with adversity in the process. There's, I actually think that just helped even more because when you're 
always kind of counted out. People think the run last year was a bit of a fluke. Beating Baltimore was fluky. Having Kansas City beaten for like the first few quarters, we think that was flukish. And then, you know, I mean, it's like, then COVID happens, this COVID stuff. And I think between the mixture of that with coming into this season, trying to finish what you left off at last year, mm-hmm. I, I really feel I'm getting more and more confident each week. I'm not saying that we're going to be undefeated the entire season. I expect I'm, I'm eyeballing Baltimore because I know they have revenge on their minds. I'm eyeballing the Steelers because when we play them, we'll see how that turns out. It's always a fun rivalry with them anyway. Uh, so there's teams I got my eyes on and I, and, and I don't think we played Kansas city this year. I don't think, uh, but nonetheless, it's, it's inevitable with them at some point. We got to clash with them, you know, with making the playoffs at some point. It'll, it'll, be, be interesting it'll be interesting to see, you know, especially now because this defense is a lot different. Secondary, well, Malcolm Butler being in it makes it, helps it. But uh, it's still, you know, it's Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, he still finds a way to torture secondary. We'll see what happens. But um, nonetheless, outside of, you know, the obvious with the Titans, um, wow. So, like Derek, this is tough because there are so many teams in the AFC that are literally killing it right now, man, that I almost feel bad to anybody that's a fan of any of these teams. I feel bad if I left your team out. Now, out of respect for my boy Jonathan, I do have your bills in my top as well because even though it was it was a collision course, it was a collision course. Like you said, every team's gonna have that punch in the mouth game. At the end of the day, even with that loss, Josh Allen still looks very great. Still looks good. And when I saw that pass that he threw to T.J. Yelton and how he sat in that pocket. I'm telling y'all, this man is he's he's, he's coming. He, he has he has some stuff and, that he and, needs to work on. Yeah, he's he's got some stuff to work on, but he's yeah. coming because I he's he's developing quicker than people think, and oh, I, yeah. I feel like this may be that year finally for the Bills to actually get to the playoffs, make some noise. You know what I mean? Not necessarily go too too far. Sorry, Jonathan, I'm gonna be real. I don't see them going too too far because he's still learning, but he'll get that experience under his belt. But I got I got them. And my radar, as long as they can stay healthy, because health is kind of trying to get in there a little bit for them. But they can stay healthy. I got them. Um, <sighs> New England, of course. I can't. I never count out Cam Parker. Shout out to you too, my friend. <laughs> I am a Cam guy. I love Cam. I always support Cam. And you know what? When he gets back, this COVID thing, what you saw with my Titans, same thing's gonna happen with Cam. This man's going to come back even more on fire now because sitting out like that, it ain't it ain't sitting too well with Cam. I'm pretty sure he wanted to be in that game from last week. So As if he needed any more me. motivation. Oh, yeah. This COVID just gave him that much more motivation. So I'm pretty sure. And and I'm assuming, I'm uh, knowing Belichick, he might mess around and get a way to get Le'Veon there. If Le'Veon gets added to this, this just solidifies what I feel about New England, but my honorable mention, whew, definitely the Steelers, man. Uh, leaving ben, Kansas City out. That's interesting. What about Cleveland? Here's why I'm leaving them out, because when I saw what I saw against the Raiders, that told me, I've seen, we've as Derek mentioned with Baltimore, okay, we've seen, it only takes one loss to see where a team's weakness is. And when you see 
what the Raiders did. You got a blueprint now. And you say, okay, that's Kansas City, but they do look human this year. They don't look as lights out as last year. Super Bowl slumps are real. And trust you me, even well, we with a Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, we know. Oh, we yeah, know. Oh, yeah. about, you know how to explain that. <laughs> I'm just saying, Super Bowl slumps are real. And, well, in Lamar's case, he kind of has a certain little uh, thing hanging around him right about now. So I'm not saying it's going to affect him, but uh, it could affect the team a little bit or something. I don't know. I don't know. That loss to Kansas City kind of showed a little sprinkle of it. They still look dominant, though. So, But, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, because of Pittsburgh, now that Big Ben's back, I think that's the only reason Baltimore had their dominance. Pittsburgh's coming to reclaim that throne that they usually claim in this division. However, my dark horse that I said was coming, those doggone Cleveland Browns. I told y'all that too. I said, I don't know, y'all. That talent finally finna, it's finna reset. I said hey, I love card. Baker. I love Baker. I said wild I'm, card, I'm happy though. for him. And you Man. see, it's finally clicking. So do not. That's I'm, my more happy, mention. I'm more happy for Odell. Because mm. it's taking them. No, nah, I don't like Odell. Time. I, I love do Odell. not like Odell. It has Ever taken since them he pretended a long to time. This on the Eagles field. I don't like. Him. <laughs> I know that. Well, you know what? But they lost that game. It's like to me, it was like and he was ended whatever. up getting hurt that game too. Yeah, yeah. Later on, I, 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 I love, I love that he's able to. They're finally getting the ball to him, and he's, that yeah. was the game where Elliot made that huge kick. Yeah, that like was the sixty-something yarder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. It and was, Eagles it, won the Super Bowl that year, so yeah. it worked out for him. It is what it is. I'm just glad Odell is balling out. He he deserved yeah. it. He deserved it. Uh, 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 Baker. I'm glad Baker's starting to get some respect. He's hey. Now you know what? Yeah. Yeah. When I think about it, Le'Veon Bell could find himself in Cleveland. Nick Chubb is you out. You know what? Chubb is out. They do yeah, kind of need some running game right now. But he's gonna come another... back. And you get to play Pittsburgh twice a year. <laughs> It'll yeah, it'll be a while for Nick Chubb to come back. But I mean, if if Le'Veon did go there, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, something it's something to think about now. It, 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 I see New England more so than Cleveland, but I mean I think I see Pittsburgh way better on New England. I truly see Pittsburgh happening. I mean, New New England makes a ton of sense, but it's I just, could see it, Pittsburgh. I don't being I don't see Pittsburgh because of the fact that Tomlin was there before and he's still there now. And but his problem was more so. I don't think his issue was with Tomlin. It wasn't Tomlin. It was yeah. money. It, it was, was a money. Now thing. he has it his was. money. Now he's got the money. So, but remember, Tomlin back. also said, "What did he say? The moment Bell and Brown were gone." Y'all yeah. remember that? Quote yeah. That what he said, but he he was he was complimentary of them being gone. I, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It may have been with Antonio Brown being there too. I think if you just have Le- Le'Veon Bell with Connor. Claypool, Washington. You know, like, I think they've got – that would open up a lot more. Like, not that they need anything else open for them, but mm-hmm. that would open up so much for Pittsburgh. Like, I, that would be a dangerous team, bro. I mean, they're already dangerous, but you bring Bell back, 
I know. It's tough, man. I, like I said, in, something about New England, man. They have a thing for snatching these guys up. Yeah, they, I, yeah. They, they I mean, it, so. Bell with James White would be very interesting. The evil empire, man. I'm telling yeah. you, they will find a way. And uh, like they kept saying, Cam has no weapons per se, right? And, well, there's another added piece, even though he kind of really does. So I don't know, guys. Y'all let us know. Let us know where y'all think. If you, YouTube, what's up? I know you guys been rocking with us live. I hope y'all been enjoying this amazing episode. We want to know from y'all, where do you see Le'Veon Bell landing? What's his landing spot? Let us know in the comments what you think and where you think he's going to end up. And of course, when the news and the headlines hits, I'm sure it won't be too long before we find out. Literally, probably by within the end of this week, next week, somewhere. We'll find out sooner than later. And when we do, we'll see who was right in their predictions. Nonetheless, fellas, it is that time where we like to close out the show. So without further ado, give me your final take and tell the people where they can find you. Uh, I'll go first. So my final take is, my hot take, that uh, Le'Veon Bell, my prediction will be he ends up in I think it just makes too much sense for him not to go there. They could use him. They need a running back. Sonny Michelle's hurt. Um, so, and I think he has the best chance to play there. I think him with Cam, they would just be an insane offense. Um, and then where you can find me, uh, Sammy, S-A-M-I underscore O-T-S uh, on Instagram. Sir. Um I don't really know I have any hot takes anymore. I, I think I said everything I needed to say. Um, yeah. I'm I'm about to start the campaign for, for firing Doug Peterson, though. I'm almost there. Uh, Why? I don't think Doug's the – I don't I, think Doug's the problem. I think Schwartz is uh, more the problem. Hey, look. Everything. Yeah. But if Doug Peterson is going to be making all these calls, if he doesn't get an offensive coordinator, I want him gone. He does not need to be doing all that. So – is one or the other. Get him some help or let him go. Uh, so I guess that'll be my take. <laughs> that'll just be it. Um, mm. You can find, uh, follow me, Derek, D-E-R-R-I-C-K underscore O-T-S um, or follow the not or, but follow I would rather you follow the O-T-S page and follow me. So at O-T-S guys <laughs> on all social media platforms. Uh, we just got a Twitch account. Um so I'm making that announcement now. We we just we just opened up a Twitch uh, channel. Hey. Haven't started streaming yet, but we'll be doing that real soon. Um, yeah. But you can find find on on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at OTS guys. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, you already know where to find us on YouTube. So just subscribe. Um, but yeah, do look for us on on YouTube as well uh, on the sidelines and look out for some stuff we have coming out pretty soon. Absolutely, absolutely, and of course. As you know, uh, if I have to give a final take as well as a host of this thing, I'm going to just go on a limb and say the Falcons with Raheem Morris as their interim head coach will go on to win out the rest of the season and it won't get them anywhere, but they will literally just look like it completely. They will look like the team that they should have looked like from probably week one. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> so you and think they're going to go 11 and 5? And. Again, I don't see them going anywhere. That would be crazy. Is, but I can see them just, again, new culture. The brotherhood died. 
Raheem hey, Morris is not going right. to talk about the brotherhood, and people don't understand. <laughs> Raheem Morris is actually a great, a good coach. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. a good coach in Tampa Bay. He just unfairly got fired. Yeah. So here he is in the ATL. He's got one heck of an offense. Why not? You know what I mean? So I wouldn't be surprised to just see the Falcons get their first dub this week and to just continually go on a run from there. Like I said, I don't see them making the playoffs or going anywhere, but I have to look that up because I didn't pay attention to their schedule. But don't be surprised. Like I said, culture, new change, changes are coming. He may be making a case to actually be their new head coach. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we see the Vikings, so they could. Yeah, I would go. Yeah, you go. Makes a lot of sense. That's that's my final take for you guys. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm just trying to sprinkle a little faith into the new culture of the Falcons because a new culture is coming now. There's no more brotherhood. So Raheem (laughs) Morris is making a case to play for a head coaching job right now. So Raheem Morris, let's see what you got, brother. You are up. So. Uh, of course, follow your boy, you already know, on Instagram at Dwayne Dickey Jr. That is my hosting page on Instagram. I am also an artist in my spare time. If you want to follow me on there, you can also follow me at Highlight Life, H-I-L-I-T-E Life. That is on Instagram and Twitter as well. And of course, as always, we are representing the OTS Network, the OTS brand. So make sure you, first of all, I want to say YouTubers, thank you guys so much for joining us live. You already know what to do. If you are a new person tuned in, make sure you hit that subscribe button down below, hit the bell notification, and you will see all the content, all the mini YouTube shows we got, all the things coming to you very, very soon, every day, on the day, every other day. Make sure you follow, like I said, the OTS guys, Instagram. Make sure you join the Facebook group. If you're on Facebook, join the On the Sidelines Facebook group. We are always talking cash money trash. We will have to review those who come into the group. So make sure, you know, you're not trolling too hard. You know what I mean? But we are nonetheless, come join the group. Come chat with us. Make your predictions, all that good stuff, man. We got a very great community on there. And of course, visit the website, www.otsguys.com. Catch some articles, learn a little bit more about all of us right here on OTS brand. You know what I'm saying? And of course, hey, man. To our listeners, oh yeah, last but not least, shout out to our people on Six Families Radio that's listening live to us as we broadcast all the time for you guys. And uh, yeah, Spotify, Apple, hey, make sure you follow, make sure you leave a rating, leave a review, let us know how you feel, what you think about the show, let us know who you are, we can shout you out on the show. And of course, until the next time, well, uh, our time's up and this right here is what we call the timeout, so uh, we are out. Peace.